This thing goes right. Could be your turn to step away too. Yeah, sure. What am I gonna do, Dougie? Huh? Go down to Margaritaville, drink half a yard, and fall off the fucking bar stools? Do me a favor. The weight of this thing, pack a parachute at least. You know the funniest thing about being in prison? Guys pretending they want to get out. I can't do any more time, Dougie. So if we get jammed up, we're holding court on the streets. Doug McRae leads a band of ruthless bank robbers and has no real attachments except for James, who, despite his dangerous temper, is like a brother. Everything changes for Doug when James briefly takes a hostage, bank employee Claire. Learning that she lives in the gang's neighborhood, Doug seeks her out to discover what she knows, and he falls in love. As the romance deepens, he wants out of his criminal life, but that could threaten his relationship with Claire. Welcome to another feature presentation of Midnight Double Feature, and on this episode, we'll be covering 2010's The Town, directed by Ben Affleck. Colin, have you ever been to Boston? Uh, no, no, I have not. Oh, man. I Okay, I was there uh, last year, and... Man, I'm still hearing those accents. <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured like like fucking Bohemian Rhapsody, like, hey, get out of here, you fucking packy. Oh, it's uh it's brutal. It is brutal. <laughs> uh but no. So dude, how you doing? How you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you? I am well, man. I'm really keen to cover this movie. Uh, guys, welcome back to another episode of Midnight Double Feature. This is a feature presentation. We're going to be covering The Town, as you've just heard, directed by Ben Affleck. Uh, this one was my pick. Really keen to get into this. Before we do, though, um, just going to plug our socials real quick. So we're on Facebook, which is Midnight Double Feature. That's our main page. That's where we post all of our sort of like up- updates and you know when our, our episodes are live. Uh, and we also have the After Party, which is our Facebook group, and that's where we post all of our memes, news, and just pretty much have uh, awesome discussions. Uh, it's, it's been it's been awesome lately, actually. There's been some great fucking news breaking this week, so uh, yeah, love it. Uh, also, uh, we're on uh, Instagram, which is at Midnight Double Feature, and we're on Twitter, which is at MDF Pod. Um, and remember to rate and review us on iTunes. That would be fantastic. Let us know what you think of our uh, little podcast here because we love constructive criticism. So, hell yeah. Let us know what you think. Uh, all right, man. Fucking, that's all the boring shit out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the town, dude. Let's get stuck into this... In my opinion, I I love this movie, this awesome heist movie, dude. Well, what? Okay, give me your thoughts. I don't even know if you've seen this. Um, <clears throat> no, I'd never seen this before. Actually, this is the first time that I've ever I've ever watched ah. it. I, I I'd always heard it was really good. I always heard it was really badass, but um. I just it just kind of flew under my radar. I had a couple of friends, like uh, my friend Amanda Smith. Um, she she was like jumping in about Whiplash last week. She's a big fan of actually both these movies, Whiplash and The Town. Um, I remember her like raving about about this movie and saying it was really good. But I just yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I think I was just kind of still on that fuck Ben Affleck train, and I kind of I'm in one foot 
in and one foot out on him, you know, like just to be honest, like because, you know, hey, unpopular opinion here. Uh, I actually like Ben Affleck as Batman. I actually like him. Like I, Me too. I, I, I cool. Like I was actually wanted to ask you about that because I think that's just kind of the elephant in the room. We've actually never, we've never talked about any anything uh, Batman except for Batman Returns. We definitely never talked about uh, Batfleck as it's called. Um, but I was a big fan of him as as Batman. I think you know he could have just been in a better movie, but. Uh, after seeing him as Batman and, and he's kind of got this like weird, like reconnaissance kind of thing, you know, right? Um, especially around this era in 2010. Oh yeah. Cause I mean, he's, he's done yeah what he did. He directed gone baby gone. And then he directed this and then he just did triple frontier. And then he's got justice league and, uh, Batman uh, and shit. So, so after, after the town, um, he directed a fucking best picture winner, dude. He directed Argo. Oh shit. I did not know. I've never seen that. Yeah. That movie's fantastic as well, dude. So, like, it was kind of like a triple threat. He did Gone Baby Gone, which is, in my opinion, awesome. I love that movie. Uh, he directed this, The Town, and then he directed Argo, which ended up winning Best Picture. So, like, he at the time, dude, he was, like, the director of directors. Right, yeah. I, I think that, you know, despite whatever you may say about Ben Affleck, um, it's kind of like uh, my brother and I was would always talk about this with music. It's there's no such thing as a like really like oh my god that's just like a bad song. This band sucks. You know, it's like no, that's just not your preferred thing. And I and I and I I feel that way about Ben Affleck sometimes. Like a lot of people don't like Ben Affleck, but plenty of people do. You know, and uh, like there's plenty of movies I've seen him in that I like him in, um, but there's plenty that I've seen him in that I don't. And I'm kind of just like 50. I can, I can take him or leave him. I, I want to like the guy cause he's, he's good. He's very good in this. Um, and he's, he's been good in most recent things that I've seen him in. But, um, that being said, like I didn't, I didn't, I had no idea he directed this until the credits rolled. I was like, Oh fuck. Wow. And Affleck. I was like, Holy shit. I had no idea. Um, <clears throat> And that, like, not that that was it, because given what I knew about his like filmography as an actor and a director, it really wasn't any kind of like revelation, you know. It wasn't like, oh fuck, Jeremy Renner directed this. What the fuck, you know? And <laughs> like, what anything like that? Um, but I, um, I just, uh, I, I really, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed Ben Affleck's performance. Uh, Jeremy Renner's really good. We don't really get too much of the other two guys. I honestly don't even really remember their names. Um. But like, I, I got I, your back, bro. Yeah, I well, I enjoyed everybody in it. Uh, I fucking hated Blake Lively in this. She's god awful. Like, I, I like it literally. Like, where I'm, I'm watching this with Lindsay, and Lindsay's like, "Oh, look, it's uh, oh, look, it's her." I was like, "Oh, Amber Heard." She's like, "No, it's Blake Lively." I was like, "Ah, fucking whatever." White girl number three. I don't care. Like, <laughs> like I'm fucking all. Come on, come on, dude. You don't you don't like trash Lively. Oh, dude! Like, and I—I I, I gotta be honest though. I haven't seen her in hardly anything. I don't think I've ever seen any of her movies. To be honest, like I haven't seen anything she's been in. So this was my first like introduction to her, and it just wasn't a good one. I was like, ah, she's kind of—I I don't know. I think she's—I think she's a bit much. Um, but the, but the crazy part is. Not that we have like these like middle-aged, younger, I guess if you want to call it younger actor, Jeremy Ritter, Ben Affleck, but then also the older actors in this. Um <clears throat> I I cannot I butcher this guy's name. Is that like Peter Postlewaith? Peter Postlewaith <laughs> or something? Yeah, Pete Postlewaith. Pete Postlewaith. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh fucking fantastic. That guy is one of my favorite actors. I've loved him since he was in he was Nerd. in Lost World, wasn't he? 
Yeah, he played Roland in Lost World. He was in Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Uh, he. Do you know what else he was in? Hit me. Fucking the usual suspect. He was oh. uh, Kobayashi. God damn it, dude. Yes. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. I, I think that is irrelevant. Mr. McCready. <laughs> like, God damn it. He's so it's, good in that. He's oh. awesome, dude. But it's really sad because he passed away after this movie came out like oh, a year after. Dude, he, he didn't look good in this, man. Like, no, I, like just to be honest, I was like, I uh, like, I what a trooper for, I mean, uh, like he, oh, fuck yeah. I, I mean, what the goddamn dude, I couldn't imagine how difficult this was. I mean, but even then he's still like, even though knowing the personal struggle with him and seeing him and, you know, the character is like a smaller kind of guy. It's like, he's still, it's so fucking intimidating. I was like, goddamn dude, there's something about him that's just like, like, ins, ins, uh, like insular and terrifying. I don't know what it is. Like, it's, it's it's so fucking creepy, but all in all, I I liked this a lot. Um, I enjoyed most. I I enjoyed most of the stuff because for a heist movie, it certainly like has a lot more romantic and personal things going on than the heist themselves. Uh, than like the cat, like the cat, the cat and mouse between you know John Hamm and 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 Ben Affleck. That that's really cool. Um, but I just kept comparing this to Heat. You know, I really, oh, yeah. I, I couldn't, oh, yeah. I, I couldn't not compare it to Heat, and um, obviously Ben Affleck is no Michael Mann or Robert De Niro or Al Pacino. Like, I mean, it, but it's the closest thing I think to like a modern rendition of that that you're gonna get, and and it was it was damn good, and I enjoyed it. It's I'm not rushing out to like buy this. Uh, I definitely think it, it has its flaws, especially. I mean, the movie could have been probably a fucking hour and a half long. Honestly, because just the beginning of it's kind of slow getting this relationship set up with Claire. And I don't know, it's kind of like, I don't know, it, it's it, it, the premise gets a little crazy later on after she finds out, like, you know, that he was one of the bank robbers and stuff. So it's like, all right, I'm stretching. I'm stretching. I was like, I'm like <laughs> I can I can feel the stretch happening here. This is my moment of disbelief. But um, all in all, especially for Ben Affleck, who's not really known for like action movie heist movies, you know, like he's not he's not really known for that kind of stuff. But it's a it's kind of like a bit more of a drama, personal story um, metamorphosis with a bank heist backdrop you know so i can recognize that and the bank heist elements don't like heat i think the bait the the heist elements are like neck and neck with the character moments versus this the the heist is just kind of like the backdrop and and i'm and i'm fine with that i think i think they did a good job with their with their character development i think Jer jeremy renner seems a little two-dimensional sometimes like i kind of get him but at the same time i'm like you know i, I don't know he he's he's okay there's times he's a little obnoxious but i was like all right whatever that like i can i can look past that but all in all i liked it though i thought it was pretty good well what about you why did you pick this for me to watch yeah so uh this is this is one of those ones that came out uh while i was uh, back working at the cinemas uh 2010 so it was like right when i was hired uh i definitely remember watching this with my little free tickets and shit uh so yeah, this this was awesome to be seeing uh, for the first time as a seventeen year old because man, like as a seventeen year old, you're like fuck yeah, bank robberies and trash lively, got a tits out and shit. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> um, it it honestly like it appealed to me like on that on that level, and um, it had been a while since I watched this actually. Like I I remember man like the. The bank heists of this were awesome. Like it just felt really visceral. Like you know, it's this deep personal romantic story. Um, but man, like they're like watching it this time around. 
there there's this whole other level of it that I a hundred percent appreciate, and I only appreciate it because I've seen The Wire. Have you seen The Wire? HBO's uh, The Wire. No, no, I've never seen it. Dude, I highly recommend. Get like what? Yeah, a fucking awesome, dude. I I just finished rewatching it for the second time, um, just recently. It is an incredible piece of television, but The Wire, and like without any spoilers, what that kind of posits is it's not really about the characters, it's more about the city and more about the city of Baltimore and what it does to the people in the city. Um, and if you if you compare that to what Charlestown does to like like to these characters, because in The Wire you follow a lot of these young kids who kind of grow up in this system uh, with broken parents and, and, and parents who just, you know, take part in, in crime and, you know, are, are influenced by other people. And uh, some kids eventually get out of the system, but some, uh, most kids end up, you know, repeating the same cycle and it just continues and continues and continues. And I couldn't, I couldn't help but think that, you know, that's what this movie is trying to put down as well. Like, you know, you've got Ben Affleck's character and Jeremy Renner's character who uh, grew up in Charlestown, um, you know, supposedly the, the most dangerous fucking <laughs> place on the planet. Right, yeah. Um, whereas, like, Ben Affleck, like, Doug wants to escape that life. He wants to move on and build something better for himself. But James is like, no, nah, this is me. This is my life. This is what I am. Like, it, it's it's kind of tragic in that way. And, like, that's, like, I appreciated that this time around man i was like there are places on the planet where if you grow up then you'll become a part of that place um i i just i just really appreciated that this time around and i think that's for me one of my favorite elements of this entire movie dude um but yeah like just touching on what you said about ben affleck dude i i i've never really considered him my favorite actor but i've always liked him dude like the first thing i ever saw him in was um daredevil that Daredevil oh, yeah. movie, yeah. yeah, in the early 2000s. Not really well received, but I always liked him as Daredevil. I know that's a probably like a <laughs> controversial fucking like thing, but I'm just like, man, I kind of like he never did anything bad as Daredevil. Like he was in it, like, you know, he was very dramatic. It was, you know, like he got the action chops. Um, but another like, yeah, like you said, dude, definitely going through a reconnaissance. Um, check out, you haven't seen Gone Girl. He's awesome in Gone Girl. He's awesome in... Uh, you know, I guess if you want to go back in the nineties, Goodwill Hunting. Um, he was in a lot of Kevin Smith shit as well, man. Like he was in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Um, but yeah, man, like he's always been like a presence, and I've never hated him. Like I've never been like, oh fuck this guy. Like you know, I've never, I've never right. been of that of that mindset. Um, because you know, like uh, either he's good or he's great, and in this he's great. I think in the in the town he's fantastic. He's definitely a great filmmaker, dude. Like, I'm going to put that out there. I haven't seen his latest film, Live By Night. Um, but, yeah, like that triple threat that I mentioned earlier, Gone Baby Gone, The Town, and Argo, fantastic fucking trilogy of movies there. So, um, yeah, man, this movie is outstanding in my opinion, man. I, I, I don't think it's his best film. Uh, I actually do think Gone Baby Gone is a little higher, if if not, you know, um, it, it's a bit more dramatic. It's a bit more, um, I don't know. It's a bit more me, uh, but man, like this this movie, I fucking love. I, I wanted to get a highest movie out there on on our little uh, 
on our little podcast feed. <laughs> um, and I didn't want it to be heat yet. <laughs> I didn't oh wanna, God, no! I don't. I don't want to go. I don't want to. I don't want to go close to heat yet. But I fucking love this movie, dude. I, I, I've seen this a bunch of times. Um, I adore this movie. Love the music. I love how like down to earth this movie is. Like it's very, it's very visceral. Like there's no fucking. You know there are massive shootouts and shit, but the shootouts feel like like something like you can catch a bullet at any time. Like that's what it feels like to me. It doesn't feel like this massive prolonged, uh, you know, car chase action sequence. Like you know what I mean? Um, do, do, like do you get what I'm saying there? No, yeah, for sure. Like it, it's it's not it it's tasteful in what it does. Like. I, right. I wish I wish it had a, a just a little bit more meat on the bone, like shootouts mm-hmm. and ice and stuff. But at the same time, I'm not like, oh man, I you know, I, I like I was undersold on that. There was ju- there was just barely enough, but barely enough, barely. Right, right. But yeah, man, like like for me, like when I was 17, it was all about the heist and shit. And I I completely agree with you. Like like I do wish that like I think back then I wish there was a lot more you know, uh, bang, bang. But, ah, uh, man, I, I got to tell you this time around, definitely watching it from the lens that I watched it uh, after The Wire, um, you know, just being this ambitious guy who grew up in the wrong place, you know, becoming something you didn't want to be, influenced by people who were on the wrong side of the law, wanting more. I, I love that element of it, dude. And, like, I, th- I I think that's why this movie just, this time around, just went up a notch for me, This this like, this rewatch, so... Yeah, um, dude, that's probably all I have to say at the moment. Do you have anything else before we jump into this bitch? Yeah, fucking happy birthday, Bill Paxton. By the way, it's oh May seventeenth. Yes. Fuck oh, yeah, dude. Rest man. in peace, my man. Miss you, man. Miss you, bud. Like, God, that sucks. I was just watching. Came over, man. Came yeah. over. I was just watching. Um. Oh, somebody was talking about Independence Day at work. Someone's like, "Yeah, the one with Bill Paxton." I'm like, "Bill Pullman." <laughs> I'm like, "Close, <laughs> close." Dude, man. I'm like, I'm like scanning my head. I'm like, "Wait, I don't, I don't remember him." I'm like, "Are they messing him up with Randy Quaid?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, you, do you ever see Frailty with Bill Paxton? No, I do want to though. Is that the is that the vampire one? Uh, no, that's near dark. That's near dark. Yeah, near dark's fucking good yeah. though. Yeah. I love me yeah. some near dark. Um, no, check out Frailty though. It's great. Oh fuck yeah! Anything else that's relevant to the to the town? No, 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 nothing. I just <laughs> just Bill Paxton. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck yeah! I honestly, dude, we can be on any podcast, and I'm happy to shout out fucking Bill Paxton, dude. Uh, yeah, of course. I'm like, dude, fucking seeing Lance Henderson play <laughs> play that knife game with his fingers. I'm like, oh, two of my fucking favorite actors of fuck all yeah. time, like right there. Uh, fuck yeah, just dripping wet. You are. Uh, <laughs> yeah. From that from that wizard slave beneath your legs. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> dude, one more thing before I go. Or before we we move on, um, I do I do want to mention Jeremy Renner and how far he's come, man. Like like I, this was a. I want to say this is an early role for him, but it really wasn't. This wasn't the first time I saw Jeremy Renner in like kind of like a prolonged role. Um, the first time I saw Jeremy Renner was SWAT. Did you ever watch SWAT? Oh, uh, Michelle Rodriguez movie. Yeah, not a not a great movie, but he's the I villain. I remember in that. it. I remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's definitely. He's he's definitely a presence in that movie, man. And I was like, man, I I really like this guy. I want to see more of him. So I think that was like 2004 or some shit. It was really early. So, 
2003. My bad. I'm looking it up now. So, yeah, 2003. And then, um, yeah, everyone was talking about him in this man, like in the town. And he's definitely he's definitely cool in this movie, man. Like he's I do see what you mean about him being uh, two dimensional. I think he's there more to serve um, the story on Doug's part more than anything more like kind of like this sort of like mirror image of like right. what what could happen to him if he stayed or if he became this guy who uh, was went, went basically into Charlestown, like if Charlestown became him. More or less. Yeah. Imagine like 2019 Renner getting a hold of this shit now and you're like, oh, that would be fucking great. Yeah. yeah. Like you're watching Endgame. And you're like, that was this was nine years ago. <laughs> I know. I know. I know, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, I can't believe this is nearly a decade old because I'm just like, I remember watching this movie. Like, I remember I remember everything when I first went to watch this movie. Like, I remember it uh, playing the, like the trailer playing in the foyer as I'm cleaning fucking popcorn and shit. Like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Let's get into this bitch. Let's do it. So, title cards. One blue collar, one blue collar Boston neighborhood has produced more bank robbers and armored car thieves than any anywhere in the world. Oh, I'm sorry. Charles sorry. I'm sorry. Hold it. One now. One neighborhood blue collar no. neighborhood in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Are we gonna do this? Are we gonna do this? Dude, it's the because it's the elephant in the room. I can't, is, I can't not. Is. I mean, like, I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. A third of the way through this movie, I was like, I gotta turn on subtitles, and I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> being, I'm not being one of those people. I'm really not. But like, it, I would, it would suit me better if they were speaking Spanish right now. I actually could understand Spanish a little bit better. Dude, it's heavy. It's, Dude, God, it's damn. heavy. Yeah, it's uh, like, like is. I'm I'm looking up. Is so Ben Affleck is not from Boston. Like that I is not his accent. I know. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's born in California. So I don't know. Oh. But anyway, I did I did actually look up whether Charlestown wh- whether that was true, whether the the statistics on uh, Charlestown are actually legit. Yeah. Uh, but I couldn't I couldn't find anything solid. Like I I did read that um, apparently it is pretty high. Uh, but obviously none of the officials from Charlestown are going to confirm that. Right, like that right, is, yeah. 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 But yeah, man, uh, pretty cool. We get these aerial shots of Charlestown before we close in on an armor, armor truck driver, Arthur Shea. In the voiceover, Doug's vo- uh, giving us the laydown on the robbery, makes $110 a day, carries a Sig 9, and is about to get robbed. Um, yeah, love it, man. I love it. And I love James just being like, like immediately you set up how aggressive James is, right? Like he says, if they want to get robbed for, sorry, if they want to get killed for ten dollars an hour, don't get in the way. Right? <laughs> like, you know yeah. I mean? <laughs> that, there's a very, yeah. There's like this unspoken code with this stuff. I, I love Neil McCauley and he running through that thing. He's like, we're, he's like, uh, we're not here for your money. We're here for the bank's money. He's like, right. you don't move, you don't get hurt, blah blah. It's like, I mean, God, yeah. Why would you when you have nothing on the line? Why why would you jump in? You get those people that try and be fucking heroes, but, um. Yeah, I, I love <clears throat> actually Reservoir Dogs. He's like, uh, he's like, you take the guy, you break his pinky. He's like, after that, I'll tell you if he wears women women's underwear or not. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like that kind of shit. You get those fucking heroes that pop up, every, you know, every yeah. everywhere, every once in a while. You're like, oh fuck, please don't get us all killed, you dumbass. You played Grand Theft Auto Four, right? Oh fuck, oh dude, don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not talking about five. The one that's actually about the bank robberies. I'm no. talking about four that no, has that no. incredible yeah. three leaf clover mission. That's what I'm saying. Don't because let, I will take you to school on that motherfucker because I can't <laughs> tell you. I mean, a that's so inspired by heat, but b oh, like yeah. 
Oh, I yeah. can't tell you how many times I ran down the street in a suit as Nico Bellic, like, fuck you. And he's just, yeah. I, God, dude. And like, I love that about, especially Nico's character, who's so reserved in Grand Theft Auto 4, to see him just lash out. Like, he's like oh, screaming yeah. at cops. He goes like, full oh. Trevor. Yeah. Both both my boners are just like, just fucking rock hard. <laughs> hey, Becky McCreary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you really are a dickhead. Oh, boy. I love how the actual robbery starts. It's not this, like, massive explosion of or a car flipping over. It's just, like, a, a quiet POV shot from a surveillance camera as the guys just rush in. Um, and, dude, like, they're efficient as shit. Like, they get mm-hmm. they get to it. Um, let's talk about the masks. Holy fuck. These fucking Grim Reaper masks. Yeah. They're Fuck okay. off. Honestly, <laughs> they're okay. They're okay. That 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 shit that shit was like I was just like, man, I am uh shitting myself a little bit. Uh just a bit. Like a little couple of couple of uh drops of pee came out. Uh yeah. now see, I guess because my my brother actually collects masks like this. Like he collects like high end like horror movie masks. So we're always putting them on to do a different shit. I'm like, I bet you I could get uh, that. I, I bet you I could get that day after Halloween for about thirteen dollars. Like, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, that's probably what they did. Yeah, so, for sure. Uh, but I also love that there's like no music. Like as they're like rounding up these guys, they're, they're not. There's no music yet. Right. Um, they destroy their phones. Doug grabs the bank manager, who we later come to know as Claire. And uh, ask ask her when the time lock is set for. Uh, she lies, telling him that it's set for nine a.m. But Doug's not having any of that shit. Iterating to her that it's eight fifteen. Um, I do love this dialogue because it's just like it says that these guys absolutely are professionals and hundred percent know what they're doing. Right? Like they came prepared. Right? He's like, like testing her. He he fucking yeah. knows. He's like, I'm just seeing if you'll actually be honest with me. Like, ooh, right. swing and a miss. It's awesome. It's awesome. And I love Rebecca Hall, dude. Like, have you seen much with Rebecca Hall? I think just The Prestige. I think okay. that's, I think that's oh, it. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, she was in that. Jesus. Uh, Iron Man 3. She's in that. Never uh, seen it. Never seen it. Oh, okay. Uh, she's also in, I've mentioned it on the podcast earlier, the one directed by Joel Edgerton, The Gift. Check that out. Oh, okay. She's uh, like, she has such a... <clears throat> I, I somebody oh she's a unique beauty I'm like no she's just not like typically like perfect blonde haired straight white she's not Blake Lively and I'm like you know and like she has that classic British like kind of oh, beauty yeah. that I love um, I I'm I'm gonna say I'm more attracted to her in this than I am Blake Lively oh dude for sure oh, yeah. like oh, there's yeah. a scene where they're sitting at the cafe and it's like real close on her face and I was like oh my god it's like like yeah. when they when they turned that camera angle on her I was like holy shit and like she's gorgeous. And she's also got that that shy kind of like reserved way about her as well. That that um, good English sexual repression. Yeah. You're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love me, repressed girl. <laughs> Would you like me to dust the bottom shelf, sir? <laughs> Would you like I, I me w- to cup your balls, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a nice warm bath, sir? <laughs> the two English uh, people listening to this, like, that's outrageous. <laughs> Brexit. oh boy uh but yeah rebecca hall's great here man she plays claire so well and she uh, she just kind of like straddles the line between nervousness and fear like she's oh fantastic i kept Um, thinking she was eva green for a second like 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 
just for half a second, I'm getting like an Eva Green kind of vibe from her. Not physically, like there's this kind of like, like you said, there's this quiet kind of reserved yeah. thing that runs through both of them that I think is kind of similar. No, Eva Green is a different base, dude. Like she's, <laughs> woo, man, big old titties. Anyway. <laughs> uh, also, it doesn't help that James is yelling and saying that she's stalling, right? Hey, James. Quick, like, just let her work, dude. <laughs> yeah, give me, give me just a second. Like, ima- imagine trying to put your key in the door as somebody runs up the stairs at you, and someone's just behind you, like, "Fucking go, fucking go!" And you're like, right, "Dude, you got to stop. You got to stop. <laughs> I need you to stop. I need you to back off and just let me work here." Um, like, that imagine- comes it down. No, so no, I, imagine how annoying it is when you're driving and someone's just like, dude, dude. And you're like, dude, I have <laughs> eyes. I can see. And then somebody's like yelling at you like that. Like, just I'd lo- back I'd love- the fuck off. I'd love as she's putting in the as she's putting in the combination. She just stopped. She's like, you know, I could do this a lot faster if you stop. <laughs> <laughs> just like gets this confidence out of nowhere. <laughs> we have these team building exercises they've been showing us here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Doug calms her down, telling her to breathe and to take her time. Um, and you can hear the empathy in his voice, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's it's like you can tell definitely which one's Doug and which one's James. Uh, she opens the vault. They grab the surveillance tapes and fry them in the microwave. Meanwhile, there's a knock at the door. Man, this shit is intense. Like Ooh. the music just kind of like drops out and it just becomes nail biting. Um, amazing couple of shots here is like Claire reaches for the silent alarm. And just looks up, and Doug's just staring at her with the specter of death mask. Mm-hmm. And like, then it's all like, quiet. Do you think he knows she hit it, yeah. or he knows? Oh that yeah. She, okay. Okay. He he definitely knows because like he he sees her, he like hesitates, and he's just like, "We gotta go." Right. Because if this is Jeremy Renner who sees her, this bitch is fucking dead. Yeah. Like she's yeah, dead as fuck. Well, like James loses his shit because he thought that Victor Victor Garber's character. Just fucking hit it. And he's like, we're at the door, you fuck. He literally, like, breaks his face. Yeah. Fuck. Wild. Um, Also, Victor Garber also was in Argo. So I guess Ben Affleck likes him. Oh. Uh, James takes Claire as an insurer's policy, much to Doug's surprise. Um, I love the music with the violins, man. Anytime you have violins in your score, you've got me. So... Yeah. Um, as they're making their escape, Doug tells Claire that she's going to be okay, that not, nobody's going to hurt her. Uh, and I love, like, as soon as he said that, says that you cut over to, like, James, who's just laughing. Uh, they drop her off by the river, and we go to title card. The they town. dropped her off in a van down by the river! <laughs> what the fuck? Have you never... Whoa, you don't know living in a van down by the river? No. Oh, my God. What is wow. that? Wow. That's Chris you, Farley, like SNL, like early '90s, like dude, oh my SNL god, is not a thing here. Ah, uh, uh, but I, oh, good god, wow, Jesus, still it's Chris Farley though. Holy shit! I know, I do love myself some Chris Farley. Hey, oh no, my, <laughs> what is he? No crying on the bus or <laughs> fucking Billy Madison. I felt like I was trying to throw a punch in a dream, and I threw such a hard punch, it just like Pah, like off your face. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm like. Oh, I gotta sit down. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just back off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we get we meet Agent Frawley, played by John Hamm, and Agent Kiampa, played by dude. This guy, Titus Welliver. His name is Titus. Uh, weird. I know, but he's been in heaps of shit, dude. Like he's always got like bit parts and stuff. This is actually probably the biggest thing I've seen him in, to be honest. Like the most uh, pronounced role. 
Um, so they're investigating this the bank robbery. Uh, Frawley asked whether the manager was under duress when she opened the bank. A damn good question, dude, because it's like he's you can tell he's he's already efficient because he's kind of like already questioning whether the bank manager was in on it like you know what i mean like whether like by asking her by asking him whether he she was under duress um like like he's kind of gauging whether whether there was any kind of cooperation or like an inside man situation right yeah just kind of pushing her buttons seeing how uncomfortable yeah. comfortable or uncomfortable she was totally uh, they find the die packs and the traces. The van is torched in the middle of Charlestown. Frawley says they have new pros on their hands. Uh, Doug meets with the crew at the hockey rink. Uh, the guys want to show. Sorry, the guys want to know whether they're taking hostages. And now, uh, sorry, now and Doug shuts that shit down. Uh, James walks in saying that they have a problem, handing Doug Claire's ID, uh, and they're fa- they're afraid because they find out that she lives locally. Which, by the way, I mean, like, I I kind of thought that might have been a given, right? Like, if she's working at this bank, then probably yeah, I mean, assume pro- that she's living locally. Yeah, probably within a 10 to 15 mile radius, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know why they're so, like, surprised, but whatever. Uh, and James suggests scaring her because he's a fucking lunatic. <clears throat> Well, the the part that kills me is she's like, oh, you know, this bitch lived, you know, four blocks away from us. You know, she recognizes or something. I'm like, yeah, God knows she wouldn't be able to spot out four white guys with Boston accents in the middle of Boston. Wow, that'd be crazy. Right, that, like, right. dude, you, it's like, it'd be different if you were like, oh, we're the only four guys from Boston in fucking like Saudi Arabia. <laughs> like, yeah, you might stick out. Like, but I mean, you're in the middle of Boston, dude. Like, I honestly like I'm hey, I, you know, I don't rob banks for a living, but. I'm not going to sit here and say that this, I don't know. Is it really worth all this? Like, you think she's really going to figure out who you are? Like just from, cause you're four blocks away from her. Like you've never seen her in your life. Why would you bump into her again? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess it's kind of like that no chances sort of thing. And uh, look, I mean, like one of their crew members, Albert, like you can spot that fucker coming from a mile away. He's just walking out of a Krispy Kremes. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, that is not I'm not fat shaming, okay? I'm 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 fat, all right, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, you got real nervous there for a second. I did, I did. I was like, please don't send me emails. I thought you I thought you're just sweating because you're fat. Uh, oh no, no, no that is what I'm that is why I'm sweating. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm I that's it's ninety degrees. I have no shirt on and there's so much sweat under my tits right now, dude. I'm sweating my ass off. Please tell just, me more about your tits and how you have that shirt on. <laughs> uh, hold on, let me get a let me get a sweaty fiver out from under my left tit real quick. <laughs> tell you all about it. You get glitter, just dump glitter all over yourself. <laughs> oh man! Look, okay, I'm Robert. Is... Pa- look, I'm Robert Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This is gonna be the episode where people unsubscribe. <laughs> Uh, no, this is gonna, it's gonna be this one. <laughs> you, you guys, you guys have got fucking Colin's sweaty tits in your head now. <laughs> oh man. Um, Claire meets with Frawley. He asks her some boilerplate questions. Uh, she explains that she didn't try and escape because they had guns and they just let her go. And I love that Frawley just like seems unconvinced, right? Like he's just like, I'm not really buying that. Um. If you talk to the FBI, we will come to your house and fuck you and kill you. Jesus. Yep. 
cut back to the guys. The guys are talking about the loot, and this is the first mention of the florist. Um, so I just want to mention here, I think, Colin, so you watched the theatrical version. I watched the extended version. Right, so I'm pro- right. I'm probably, I'm probably going to be talking about scenes that you have no fucking idea about what about. So I think this might be the first one. Um, I can't remember because I think I've seen the theatrical only once, and um, since then I've only seen the extended. So uh, because they meet this guy, uh, uh, like essentially they give like this guy that gives them the the weed. Is that in the theatrical? Uh, I don't think so. No, the with, okay. uh, with Peter Balsawith. Yeah, it's before that. It's just before that. So what they do is like they go sit down uh, at this guy's place. Um, and they're talking like James like gives him his reason like for breaking Victor Garber's face. Uh, it's it's kind of like yeah, it's I'll, I'll because like it's kind of intercut with like Frawley, um, you know, t- talking to Claire. He's like he's saying that they're going to catch them, that they're the FBI, and that he knows where they are. Um, oh, you've you've got that definitely in the theatrical, right? Like he goes, oh, three hundred seventy bank robberies. Fuck, hold on, sorry, my notes are just. Sorry guys, this is great listening. <laughs> 370, 370 bank robberies in Boston last year. 90% of, uh, of the perps are from Charlestown. Uh, first thing they do when there's a Charlestown robbery, they close the bridge. And this is when they go, sorry, Doug and James go to visit this guy, Mike, uh, to give him the 100K. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love like Jeremy Renner's sort of like nervous energy throughout the movie. Like he's kind of like, he's never chill. Like, you know what I mean? He's always kind of like either tapping his foot or like tapping his hands. Like he's always kind of like, like he's on cocaine. Yeah, like he's he's like the Michael Chirito, Tom Sizemore. Yeah, like, he, like he he's the yes. one who's like you know the juice for me. You know the juice is worth the risk. You know blah blah blah. Um, he's the one who he's the one who's kind of in it for you know like the the action. You know. Yeah, he goes out the same way Chirito does as well, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Pretty um, cool. Pretty cool mirror. Yeah, uh, for sure. James says that he has he has some payments to make to the florist. Uh, we find out the florist is a dealer, and that the guys are here to buy a hundred pounds of weed, which they on sell to the florist. Essentially, they're kind of like laundering the money. So, um, except money laundering, you know, you have to turn it into something legal, so the stolen money can't be traced back to you. But yeah, the, what they're doing is they're offloading the hot the hot money that they stole, essentially. Right. Yeah. Casinos, yep. the the track, anything. Right. Exactly. Uh, they take the proceeds to, of the sale to Fergie, aka the florist, played by Pete Possilwaith. Um And I just wrote, <laughs> I just wrote for you because I figured that you wouldn't remember. I was like, played Kobayashi in the usual suspect. <laughs> passed away no, a year later in 2011. Yeah, like what did he pass away from? I think it's cancer, wasn't it? Uh, I think so. I definitely remember when he did because I was like, oh man, like I had just seen him in the town. Right, yeah. Like uh, my first thing was Romeo and Juliet. Um so yeah. like yeah. Um that like him and like and he's just like wasn't he in like the remake of The Omen as well? He's been in like a bunch of random shit. I didn't yeah, I didn't see The Omen. Um uh, He was in Inception. He was Maurice Fisher. <gasps> That's yeah. right. Oh, yeah. fuck a doodle do. Yeah, he was in Clash of the Titans remake. Uh yeah, he's definitely I know he was in the Omen, um, the Constant Gardener, dude. He's been in a bunch of shit, man. Like he, yeah, he worked. He worked his ass off. He was in Animal Farm. Yeah. I've never seen that actually. Good shit, good shit. But uh, oh shit, you know what he was in? Fucking James and the Giant Peach, dude. 
<laughs> oh fuck! I, I've never seen that either. I've read the book. I think I think that is a book. That's a yeah, it is a book. It's a trippy fucking movie. Um, but yeah, as I head out, James says, "Now it's time for the fun part." Cut to an ass just backing up in his face. Love it. Yeah, uh, what's crazy is Jeremy Renner's face is just so blank. I'm like, dude, that means like <laughs> none of this. Like, it's it's a cool. I mean, dude, that means like nothing really works for him. The only time, the only time you're seeing him, right. like, come on, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. So when there's like a job happening, it's like, dude, that's crazy. It's just from that one frame that tells you so much about that character. Yeah, and um, I mean, like, he's not even like impressed by the curvature of the ass. Like, he's just like, oh. Shit, I have no emotions. I just want to kill cunts. <laughs> uh, the guys celebrate with strippers, gambling, and cocaine. One of the strippers has some fucking great belly button jewelry, I wrote. <laughs> 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 and we get this scene in JJ's bar. And this is the first time I see Blake Lively in anything ever. Um, and look, man, I'm on board with Trash Lively. But don't forget that I'm also 17, by the way, when I first watched this. Yeah. So, I mean, like... Titties out, trashy. Um, I'm like, yeah, goddamn. And I remember putting up the stand A for this in the cinema, and uh, I was like, who is that? <laughs> oh boy. Um, the guys quickly discuss um McRae's father, who's in prison for not ratting out his crew. Um, but we find out more about him later. But every time Blake Lively talks to it, it sounds like she has like marbles in her mouth when she speaks. Yeah, I just, <clears throat> you know. My my thing my thing is Renner and Affleck and even their impressions, if you want to say, of of somebody from Boston. Like I I still feel like uh, I know there are people in Boston who sound like that, but you know, like it's kind of like where I live in Tennessee. You know, not everybody talks like this. I mean, right, there's right. A, there's a lot of people that do, but like mo- most you know most people just have like a little bit of a draw. You know, it's like it, it's nothing like real strong or anything. But like these, you know, fucking Blake Lively's over here fucking chugging back beers at the bar. You know, and I'm like, dude, you like mm, like juice. Yeah, the I'm like says juice. Ugh, like she she's just not. I don't know. She's just not great. And there's a lot to do with her character here. But she does have moments that are that I really like later on. Oh yeah. But I'm I'm like we get it. You're drunk. You're on drugs. It's like you're like falling over yourself. Like subtlety would have been a lot better. And I think you know that's partly on your director too to catch that and say, hey, maybe you ease off of ease that up. like a yeah. little bit. You know, it'd be a little bit more convincing to me because then it's not so. I don't know when she's a little bit over the edge and you're starting to like you know she's fucked up. Then you're like you know she's she she's even trying to still hide it. I'm like, I think that makes that adds just another layer to that. She's she's definitely going a bit too hard. Um, I, I definitely agree. I but I do see what Affleck is going for here in terms of the direction. So, I mean, like we have to show her as this sort of like broken individual. We have to show her as this person who kind of like gets stepped on uh, all the fucking time. Uh, because if she if we don't do it enough, then we don't have a reason for her to rat them out at the end. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I think. I, I don't know. You know, I, there's there was a, just just a lot of potential with her character that I really don't think comes to fruition. Yeah. Um. Because it, that is kind of uh, I, I actually read a lot of comparisons between this and like American History X. Um. Not in terms oh. of subject matter, obviously, but between like the transitions of your main characters with Edward Norton. Um. You know, he comes back and there's the chick that he was you know kind of with earlier on, and then he tries to like break. He's trying to break away from it, from an illegal 
you know, family kind of thing. Um, so I'm like, it's it's super interesting to see that kind of arc. But I, I, the way that's done in American History X is so much better than the way it's done in this with with his girlfriend, that crazy Ferruzia Balk, that crazy ass chick from the craft. <clears throat> right, right, yeah. Uh, except there's no curb stomp in this. So, yeah, oh Jesus God. <laughs> The sound of the teeth on the fucking pavement, dude. Ah, oh. fuck. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, at home, Krista interrupts Doug's viewing of Heat. You cut? Did you catch that? You caught that? Oh, right. is he? Is he watching Heat? Really? He's watching Heat. Yeah. Oh fuck! I had no idea. Yep. 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 She like, dude. If anyone interrupted my viewing of Heat, I'd be like, <laughs> fuck off. Just <laughs> leave, leave now. But uh, she just wants some dick and lets herself in. I know you can hear me. Um, I remember this scene very vividly for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, it turns out Blake fucked Batman before she fucked Deadpool, I guess. <laughs> uh, or Green Lantern, because she was in that movie as well, and Ryan Reynolds, and they, were, they met the year after. So Technically, same, same. she fucks Ben Affleck. She fucked Daredevil before any of them, so there you go. Oh, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> good um, bullseye! <laughs> speaking of good, good, uh, Doug lasts like 20 seconds. Also, I thought that, like, I thought, I used to think that he lasted like 20 seconds, but really, uh, I'm assuming that he's not hard because she just gives up. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I was like, either this is just like the lamest sex scene ever, or he's like... He's like, hey, uh, your your pussy is so diseased, like I can, it's burning, like my dick is burning right now. Like, n- have, you, have you seen the dictator? No. Uh-uh. Oh my god! As soon as he has, as soon as he finishes having sex with like Megan Fox, he's like, uh, uh, and now you have herpes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I pictured. Like this is about. But anyway, uh, we see Doug having some trouble sleeping. He's distracted, and he goes to this therapy meeting. Um, I'm not going to spend too much time on this. It's not overly, you know. Uh, we get a look in of Doug stalking Claire, uh, and all the best relationships start this way, to be honest. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, Doug heads inside the laundromat um, that apparently sells protein powder. That was fucking yeah, weird. Yeah, that was really well, weird. I was, like, <laughs> I was oh, just okay. like, all right, all right. Uh, just sits down with the paper. Uh, Claire asks him for change, so I guess this is kind of like their meet cute. Um, and we see that Claire's got blood on her clothes. Both actors are fantastic here, man. Um, she breaks down. Doug asks her if she's all right, all while knowing exactly what the matter is. She brushes it, she brushes it off, and Doug cracks some jokes, breaking the ice, and eventually asks her out. So yeah, I do. I do like this dynamic. I know we've seen this in films before. Uh, I can't really place it at the moment or what films, but I like that one party knows exactly what is causing the other party strife. Uh, and, like, you know, they have to kind of pretend that they're not. I love it. It's right, very, yeah. like, superhero movie sort of stuff, right? Like, this is kind of like what you get in a lot of superhero movies where they ide- they want to keep their identity secret and, you know, it, it's, yeah, I love it. I dig it. Yeah, it's almost, uh, like, very super villainy in a way. Yeah, exactly. Cut to the FBI uh, raiding a crack den. Uh, and, man, <laughs> these, these guys just get after it, dude. These takedowns are brutal. I love it. Uh, I love the fucking chick. Fucking cocksuckers, get off him! <laughs> <laughs> it it reminds me of uh, American Gangster with uh, 
Is that Kurt? Yeah. Kurt? No, not Kurt. No, Russell, no, Russell, Russell Crowe. Crow. Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah. When he when he knocks on the door, that guy bar- barely opens the crack, and he throws this uh, throws the search oh. warrant in. <laughs> it's like, oh man, this reminds awesome. me of that. I love it's the awesome. chickens flying out of the bathroom, and he just like Pah. like kind of turns his shoulder <laughs> a little bit and like shrugs off and like, yeah, right, dude. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, fucking right. Uh, Frawley sweats this guy, Henry, wanting information about the Cambridge job. Uh, Henry says a kid gets into the junction box so they can get into the vault because everyone else does trucks. Uh, Doug and Claire chat. Doug says he works for Boston Sand and Gravel. Claire says that she works at the ice rink, or volunteers at the ice rink, but the city won't put money into it. They get to talking about toonies and townies. Uh, you know, it's it's all cute. They flirt during their walk. They like I I think that these two have pretty good chemistry to be honest. Like I I like their back and forth. Uh, I buy them to be honest. So yeah, and I I like the fact that she just like addresses this like like outright. She's like, hey, listen, this happened. It wouldn't be. It actually shows you so much about her character because it's like, listen, this wouldn't be fair to you if I withheld this information. But he's doing the same thing. It's like, dude, like right. what the kind the kind of information you're withholding is fucking insane, man. Right. Yeah, it's 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 not an even playing field. But I also love the like the subtext of the story here. Like you have to um you have to remember that this guy and his friends essentially fucking kidnapped her a few days ago. Like can you can you like imagine? <laughs> imagine you're out on a date with someone. Like I mean obviously it's not going to happen to us cuz we're fucking men. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean unless some fucking Sarah Connor badass woman like kidnaps us one day. But like, can you imagine like finding that shit out or like, ugh, wild. I don't know because part of me is like, imagine, yeah, imagine all this shit happens and then you find out later, you know, that's just shit you're dating. She's like, uh, yeah, I was one of the people that like, you know, robbed you. I'd be like, really? Oh, well, okay. Like, I, I don't, I don't really know. Like, I don't know. I can't really say because I'm not in that situation. But in a way, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's like. Is it personal? Like, no, it's not really personal. Like, I, I, I know how crazy that sounds. Basically, saying that wouldn't upset me. I would obviously be like, "Hey, that's kind of not cool." You know, <laughs> I, I would not be happy about it. But at the same time, like, I, I don't know. Kind of understanding in the way of like, that's not a personal thing. Anybody could have been the bank manager. You know, it, I, it doesn't I get what you mean. I get what you mean. But it's, it's also like, it's, it's also to Sarah. Sorry, to Sarah. To, where the fuck did I get Sarah? To Sierra. Claire. Sarah. To Claire. Um, it, it was also a very life-threatening situation to her, right? Like what, like what James did to her assistant manager, like that could have right. been her, right? Exactly. So um, I, I guess like that apprehension of like violence as well, um, kind of plays into it quite a bit. But uh, yeah. Listen, I, I, I know what it is to be in a woman's head. I've been assistant bank <laughs> manager before. I've been held up. So why don't you just sit back and <clears throat> let me talk about this for a second? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Man, I remember, like, like, did you, when you used to work at the cinema behind the, like, did you work, you worked behind the counter, right? Uh, No, I did not. I was like third shift janitorial crew. Oh, yeah. Well, like, I worked behind the counter and also, like, the cleaning as well. So, like, they used to, like, rotate us. But when we worked behind the counter, like, we also had the, like, the silent alarm um, that, like, the switch is there. And, uh, like, you know, they also had, like, procedures. Like, you weren't, obviously, you weren't able to, you weren't allowed to hit the silent alarm if you were being held up. Uh, You could hit it when they left, though. Like, that was always the thing. Like, oh, the money's insured. 
um, and hit the hit the sun alarm when it's uh, when they leave. But like that that never really came to fruition. Like no one ever was in that situation. Thank fuck. Dude, I'll tell you something crazy really quick. The um, the um, movie theater that I worked at, there was a bank very close by, like less than a quarter of a mile away from this um, from this movie theater. And one day this guy walks in uh, wearing all black with like a skull mask on, wearing all black. He's got a handgun and got these huge boots on. He's wearing like multiple layers of clothing. They can't identify who he is like as a person um, covered head to toe, no skin, you know, nothing. They empty all the money into a bag he gets into a stolen car <clears throat> he goes flying through this huge like multi-million dollar like suburbs it's like the nicest so like house to selling for like 13 15 million dollars like where i grew up as a kid uh, on the nice side of town i grew up on the other side of town but these people living in this huge ass like lake houses dude goes flying through these suburbs goes flying through somebody's backyard gets out of the car gets on a boat fucking swims away and nobody knows what who, who took all the shit the i was like fuck holy fuck man like going 90 through like this these tiny ass like suburban neighborhoods i was like holy fuck man never got caught i was like what the fuck god damn america that's fucking I, so american dude really for sure <laughs> just just kind of like fucking insulting our entire listener base mm-hmm uh, they go for a boat ride. This just reminded me of Pearl Harbor so much, man. Like, that also had a sequence of, like, Ben Affleck on a boat trying to woo a girl. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it actually did. It was, like, it was fucking reminiscent. Uh, they break onto a boat, boat unbeknownst to Claire. Uh, this is all adorable, but also really kind of wrong. Uh, but, you know, trespassing, breaking and entering. Uh, Claire just outs with it. What do you think, or what do you know about bank robbers? You're from Charlestown. Uh, Doug tells her the story about when he was a kid, he'd see the guys at JJ's bar, they were like rock stars. You'd hear about the jobs they pulled, the kids in the ice cream parlor would have their nose pressed up against the glass, wanted to be like those guys, but Doug just wanted to play hockey. I love that, man. I, I love that he kind of wanted to be this, this person, like this, like as a kid, he never wanted to be a part of the life, but like the, the, the place that he grew up in, the neighborhood just dragged him in. Love it. The next day, we get James meeting with Doug. You uh, check on that thing. Ren is great, man. Like uh, he's got that like subtlety. He's trying to be subtle. No right. need to uh, remove her from the equation. <laughs> oh, God <fuck>. damn! <laughs> Jesus, fuck, man. Dude, it makes me think of um, a great comedy duo uh, called That Mitchell and Webb Look. They do a show called Peep Show as well. It's fucking hilarious. But um, they have like a sketch with these super the super villain and his henchman, and he's like, I think Mister Roberts should have himself an accident he's like now are we gonna actually kill the dude or are we gonna have a music communication where we wait for six months for him to have an accident because everyone thought you were being literal and i was like yeah, it's fucking hilarious any that's of Mitchell awesome. web look is fucking great I that's, the first like thing that. I, that's the first thing i thought i was like she should be taken away from the equation i was like oh my god <laughs> and of course you'd like a show called peep show right like that's why i up your alley yeah, oh, for sure. Um, it all <laughs> takes place in a women's bath. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's like porkies. <laughs> right. It is actually interesting. It's all first-person view from like a fisheye lens. So it's like like oh. when the characters are talking, it's cutting back for it. It's really good. It's on Hulu. We don't have Hulu, though. Oh, um, I'll, yeah, I'll, fuck. I'll, find, I'll find some fucking way to watch it. <laughs> Frawley gets told by the box electrician that the guy would need a job at the electric company, uh, that 
Only they would know their way around. And Frawley meets with Claire. Claire asks Frawley, Frawley whether she's a suspect. Frawley's response, would I ask you out if I thought you were a suspect? I think that's against the rules, bro. Which is what Claire asks him, essentially. Um, also, she says that she's seeing someone. Uh, I'm, I'm really, really glad the movie didn't go into this weird fucking love triangle. I, I thought it was, but I'm really glad they didn't. Oh, so again, I haven't seen your version. So Ham asks out Rachel or Rebecca. Oh, in the yeah, yeah. I didn't know that wasn't in the extended. So, um, yeah, essentially they they're having like some sort of like lunch or some shit together. Um, and basically, uh, Claire's kind of like asking. Well, Frawley's asking Claire some questions, like just kind of like you know subtly, but also you know not not officially. And uh, you know, Frawley says, "Would I ask you out if I thought you were a suspect?" Ah, um, and like Claire's like, I thought that was against the rules, and he's like, it is. Um, yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that, against that's, the rules. Yeah, super weird. But that's what I'm saying. I'm really, really glad like that they shied away from this shitty love triangle bullshit. That probably it would probably would have gone down. I already think this movie's too long as it is, so I couldn't imagine having all those deleted scenes. I'd be like, okay, come on, nah, I don't need yeah. this shit. Yeah, there are a few in there that definitely. Um, there, honestly, there is one that we'll get to later that's really kind of important. Uh, but yeah, there there are a lot of like bullshit that's just like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'll I'll only watch this because I really like this movie. But if this is the first time watching your movie, I can tell if you're bored. So, mm. uh, that night, Doug picks up Claire and she tells him about the Cambridge. She tells him about the Cambridge robbery. Uh, it's fascinating to watch Doug's reaction here uh, and to just like wonder what he's thinking as she's telling the story. Right. He says, I'm sorry. <laughs> Love that, man. I'm sorry. And she says, it's not your fault. Uh, <laughs> fuck. 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 <laughs> I love this shit, man. It's awesome. It's awesome. I would have loved if she was like, I mean, <laughs> come on. Come on, Doug. I mean, it's not like you put a gun to my head. <laughs> <laughs> man, this script, like, this script, like, writes itself, dude. Like, you right, know, it's, right. it, it's so, it's so, like, as simple as the story is, this is what I was telling you earlier, as simple as it is, like, the, it's it's actually quite deep at points, you know? Um, I also don't want to go past the fact that this movie is based on a book. Um, it's based on a book called uh, Prince of Thieves by Chuck Hogan. I'm not sure how close it is to the book or anything like that, but if anyone's seen, uh, read the book uh, that it's based on Prince of Thieves, uh, definitely drop us a comment. I, I'm, I'm actually really keen to figure out whether it's like really close to it or not. So. Now, have you ever seen uh, the Strain, that Guillermo del Toro TV show that come that came out? The Strain about vampires in New York and shit. No, isn't um, that a Stephen King? No, that's actually the writer of this book. Is, wrote that oh, with Guillermo del cool. Toro. Uh, it's a fucking good TV show, man. Check it out. Yeah, I'll give that a go. Fuck me, man. You're giving me this list. <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, holy shit, I lost my spot. Okay, here we go. Uh, she tells Doug about the FBI, confirms that an agent comes over and checks in on her, uh, and he just tries to pump her for information as best he can, right? Because he has to be sly about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wrote here, by the way, you can't recognize their voices. I think maybe that's what you were talking about earlier. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, trying to recognize somebody, unless it was like, <laughs> unless you're getting thrown, unless you're getting blindfolded and they're like, oh! Well, we're gonna put the van, huh? And you're like, uh, I'm pretty sure I know who that guy is, you know. That's like, totally what I would do. 
I would yeah. totally put on some fucking ridiculous voice like that. Yeah. <laughs> now you go ahead and put your mask on and shut the hell up and get in the back of this van, Peter. It sounded <laughs> like Cleveland, yeah. Right, just to just Peter. do something. Yeah. Yeah, you're a good girl, Meg. You stay in school. <laughs> you're getting slacks. <laughs> <laughs> Who wears short shorts? I uh. wear short shorts. <laughs> Oh, man. They go visit David at the hospital. David? Oh, yeah, David. David. Yeah, fucking the assistant bank manager. And I love how awkward Doug is, right? But it's also like, does he also feel guilty? Like, I'm sure he does, right? Like, he must. No, it's it's Renner who put the fucking boot to him, right? Yeah, Not boot, but, you know. Yeah, it, it it is Renner's character. It is James that does it to him. But it's also like, you're still here because of us. Right, exactly. Uh, the cop tells him about the robbery. It's a good thing you're here. Those guys could come back. <laughs> uh, Claire tells Doug about James's tattoo that she identified. She lied to the FBI about it. If she reports it, they'll make her testify. Uh, and Doug suggests telling the FBI, but also tells her the negative immediately. Very clever. Um, he tells her about witness protection, telling her to wait because she's vulnerable in the situation and that she has to look after herself. I love the way he kind of like, you know, plays the line here. He's like, Okay, tell the FBI immediately, tell them straight away, but also keep in mind all the negative shit that could happen to you, and like he lays the negative on so thick that he's yeah. kind of like essentially manipulating her to not tell the FBI. It's awesome. No, for sure. Yeah, for sure. It's fantastic. I watch a lot of CSI, CSI Miami, CSI New York, and Bones. And Bones. I also watch Bones. I don't know why he brought up Bones, but okay. Uh, Doug lets slip that he knows Claire has a Prius, covers it up. There's a few of this, uh, a few of these throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and she mentions that some guys trashed her car as she was walking through the projects. They harassed her and threw bottles. Immediately cut to Doug asking James for help. I need your help. I can't tell you what it is. You can never ask me about it later and we're going to hurt some people. Whose car are we going to take? <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did like that, yeah. You I- sadistic bastard, dude. I love him. Yeah, for sure. He's he's just got that. Yeah, he's got that total. Um, I, I I don't know. Like he's almost got that like Wayne Grow kind of vibe from Heat. Like just this like itchy trigger finger. Like you don't really know what he's gonna do when you show up to the job. And I'm like, dude, that guy's that's that's the guy when the shit goes down. I'll shoot. Like he's kind of like Mister Blonde in Reservoir Dogs in a way. Ooh. Like like and not and he's not that crazy. You know, he's not psychopathic as, to that degree. But like when the shit goes down and you start throwing the shots first, fuck, I'll shoot you in the back of the head. Fuck that, because that like it'll, it'll drop the heat. Fuck us ten fucking tenfold when you're out of here i'm stuck in the middle with you is that that's the song <laughs> that, that that's the song he plays like when he cuts off his ear right yeah 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 for sure. yeah, yeah. yeah love it fuck man we gotta cover that one day Whew. oh food that's uh, hey no lie probably my favorite tarantino movie oh big call big call uh, happening here oh uh, it's so good <laughs> Um, okay, so this is something that I know was in the extended thing. Um, they head to this guy Kenny's place who's a heroin dealer and make a deal. Uh, Doug asks Kenny about the Dominicans who are harassing Claire. Essentially, it's just kind of like this little connection uh, of how like they find out about these Dominicans uh, and where they live. Cut to the guys rolling up outside, massive sledgehammer and masks. Uh, they breach the door and storm the, f- storm the fuck in, beating the guys to a pulp. Love James with the night nightstick. Also, fucking broken bottle to the scalp. Yikes. Oh. Yikes. 
Uh, not. I can't remember if this was in the extended or not, but did you see this sledgehammer to the hand? Uh, no. Uh-uh. Dude, fucking no, cut, no cutting away. It must have been a prosthetic or something, but you see the sledgehammer fucking slamming into the guy's hand. It's, it's insane. Oh, oh fuck. Believe um, it or not, I have I have been in a fight in the middle of the goddamn street in Nashville, like in traffic, what? we're slamming on our brakes. These people get out of the car trying to fight us, and my buddy gets out, who's in the Marine Corps, and gets out one of those like steel like uh, like capos, a cape or a cabor, I think is what is what Ben Affleck oh, has. has that yeah or that long metal like it's it's like the new police batons basically. Oh, the nightstick and, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, the nightstick. And he just fucking pops out one of those and starts swinging. Like, to see one of those in action, I was like, holy fuck, that's fucking crazy. That's wild, dude. I know, no, K-bars are the knives, right? Like, I know the K-bar is a massive knife. Yeah, yeah, never mind. That's That must be what I'm thinking of. You fucking weirdo. Get your weapons right, dude. I know. You live in a fucking country that has legal <laughs> guns. <laughs> yeah, K-bar is the fucking knife. That's a US- USMC knife. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I love James looking over at Doug as he sprinkles the heroin. Like, I love that James is kind of like, what the fuck is he doing? Uh, James asks the Dominican what he did to get Doug so riled up, pulls a gun on him and shoots him in the legs. Three shots. You see my face? Go tell the cops. But just remember, I've seen yours too. Fucking gangster, dude. Yeah, that's Fucking total gangster. fearlessness. Awesome, dude. Uh, Doug tells James that he can't be out there killing people. And James just said, hey, you brought me. Cut to Chiampo and Frawley uh, with one of the crew's file, Desmond, who works at Vericom. Turns out they're really hot on the trail. Desmond's taken sick days on the same days as three robberies. Fucking idiot. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going to call in sick. I have something to do. <laughs> like, what? Uh, at this lakeside garden, uh, Doug tells Claire about his mother, saying that she left. He's uncomfortable to talk about it. The sound of his father crying woke him up. Saw his father watching TV, told him that his mother left him and will never be back. I love the detail here, but like as he's telling his story, like the mountain of cigarettes, the black and white TV. Um, and this is like, it's moments like this where Affleck just shines, dude. Like these moments where he's like recanting his history or like when he's talking about what he wants to do in the future. Um, Affleck just absolutely shines in this role as Doug McRae. Yeah, I... <laughs> I, I like most. I, I like most of this. I think the scene goes on for a little bit long, mm. just because like I I don't mind of him telling us about like you know his mom saying she's never coming back and stuff. But then like him saying, oh, I printed off all these things and you know went and posting around flyers looking for my mom and stuff like that. And it's like honestly, any of that I just I don't know. I don't really feel that I needed because like like it's it's interesting to see this big fucking tough you know, bank robbing Boston tough guy all of a sudden just like open up to this chick like completely. And I think that, I think that's, that's so interesting. Um, especially how she's just totally outside like his, you know, she's not uh, a local and she's not from around there and she's not, you know, used to these kind of like ideals that these, that these people have and their standards. So I, I think that's what's kind of interesting about it, but I don't feel like he would be opening up like so much so fast. I'm like, I feel like it would be a little bit, because he's so hesitant to even talk about it at first, and then he opens up a little bit, and then he opens up a lot. I'm like, I still want to be drip fed that a little bit more, like not so much at once, you know? I, I get what you mean. Like, it's a bit, uh, uh, like, as long as the movie is, it still seems a little rushed, like, for him to be revealing this. 
Right. It seems like we need to have a moment right here, and they're totally right with that. But, like, you know, it just it needs to be a little bit more subtle. It could also just be, like, he is so desperate to get out of this life that he's find, he's he's finally found something to help him get out of this life. And now he's just like, I'm going to blurt this out because I, I can't hold it in any longer. I've been waiting for this. Right, Maybe. exactly. This, Maybe. Yeah, well, no, it's it's... It's it's very like the old Macaulay, and he, you know, it's the yeah. story of anybody who's like these gangsters who, who's you're like, yeah, I, I, you know, I want out, you know. And now, and now you know a little about my family, but I'm not, I'm still not showing you my pal, uh, my apartment. How bad can it be? Cut to fucking Krista sucking down a beer with a kid in the other hand. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, we find out the crew is being staked out by the FBI. This is intercut with the briefing that Frawley and his partner are giving. We find out that James served nine years for manslaughter. Uh, they nabbed Doug as a mastermind, even have information on the florist who used to work with the Doug's father. Sorry, with Doug's father. We find out that Doug's father killed two guards and that there has to be a guard in the cab at all times uh, because of him, even if their partner has a gun to their head. Damn. Imagine fucking committing a crime so heinous that you changed legislation. Yeah, right. I was like, holy fuck. And this this guy that plays um his dad, I fuck I'm Chris Cooper. Chris Cooper, dude, he is fucking great. Yeah. Chris Cooper is good in anything you fucking put him Absolutely. in. Dude, I, first, I first saw him in October Sky with Jake Gyllenhaal, and that is ah. a fucking really good movie. It's a it's a true story. Um, but Chris Cooper is fucking great, dude. He's he's a really underrated actor, honestly. Absolutely. He's um have you seen American Beauty? Uh a little bit of it, yeah. He's like the okay. dad. He's the dad, the hard ass, yeah. He's also in um another really awesome fucking hard edged movie that I, I really dig and I'm sure we'll cover it one day. Uh The Kingdom. Really awesome. I've never it's- seen that. I don't even think I've heard of that. Yeah, it's uh Jamie Foxx and Jennifer Garner. It's 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 great. It's awesome. We'll 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 cover that one day, I swear to God, because I, I love that movie. But uh, we'll never get anywhere with surveillance unless one of these idiots converts to Islam. Ha ha! Let's make a fucking Muslim joke. All right. As soon as I saw that, I was just like, oh, man, I wonder if my phone is being tapped for these conversations now. (laughs) Oh, man. Fucking CIA and uh, ASIO are just keeping an eye on us. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, all my all my fucking like anti-religious politic like Google searching, and then they're like, he's talking to a brown dude somewhere. We, we <laughs> better get in there. He's talking to a brown dude halfway across the world. This is not good, <laughs> right? Like he's talking to a brown dude. Is he black? No. Mexican? No. Islamic? Go move, 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 move! <laughs> Just fucking get my door kicked in. He's talking to a brown foreign foreign national who uh <laughs> who believes in something weird. Let's go get him. He's- we think he's turning him into a sleeper cell via Facebook Instant Messenger. <laughs> Facebook Instant Messenger. Fucking Mark Zuckerberg's in enough trouble, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Claire and Doug catch up. She tells Doug about her brother dying on sunny days. Uh, very important. And man, like when she's telling this story, I'm just like, Rebecca Hall is such a fantastic actress, man. Just, just she sells it so well. Um, yeah, that and like the lighting on this, I'm like, oh my god, you look like like a porcelain doll. Like Jesus, she she looks insanely like. I love the kind of like imperfect, perfect beauty, you know, like yeah, like the yeah. kind of like you know, like obviously she wears makeup, and she's very well done up. She's not she's not like Freckles. oh my teeth aren't you know or you know oh, oh no I need to get more of a tan you know it's like no you're fucking fine like that I I totally dig that right absolutely. 
Um, she gets up to go pee or powder her nose or whatever, and uh, James enters the scene. Money, bitch. Oh. Uh, and this this kicks off this intense scene, man. Like James gives Doug shit. Fucking Hawaiian pizza. <laughs> Uh, I love the sound fucking dropping out as Doug spots Claire coming back um, and just quickly grabbing the back of James's neck like at the end. Uh, the dynamic here between these three is fucking fantastic, man. I don't even have to like talk about it to know, like, like, like to highlight just how dramatic this sequence is. Secrets, secrets this one, huh? Jim or Jam? Oh. It's both, actually. <laughs> oh, Jim dude, or Jam. this... Yeah, the 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 undertone of this whole conversation yeah. and her she's just so she she's not oblivious to it. She no, she's like, "What's going on here?" But like, I love that. I love the fact that she's just not like, "Oh, he's so nice." She's like, "Uh, it's a weird conversation." Yeah, you know? I was yeah. Like, cool. She's not a complete like, just totally idiot. fucking. Yeah, she's well, she's not an idiot. She's not just like completely unaware to what's going right. on. Because like, I mean, like you can see like that that little look that she gives like as soon as like. James walks away. She's like, whoa, what the fuck was that? Right. Um, James grills Sarah. Uh, why do I keep writing Sarah? James <laughs> James grills Claire about the robbery, trying to pry over information on how she met Doug. Hey, Claire, don't get used to your life of leisure here. Doug here is a real workaholic. He's always taking his work home with him. Oh, fuck. Dude, the look, the look on his face as he turns it to look at Doug, like that contempt and anger, like it's just, oh, love it. Um, Doug tells James there's nothing to worry about. James is afraid that she's going to give them up. And Renner is awesome here, dude, as he's sitting at this table and he's just banging away at this table. Love it. James wants to move on to the next thing. Doug says he doesn't like the guards on the next thing. Says one kid thinks he's fucking G.I. Joe, tucks his socks into his pants. <laughs> oh, oh, his pants into his socks. Kid. Yeah. I waited nine years in Long Park for you, motherfucker. I'm done waiting. Uh, of course, he says... For you. Uh, we don't fully know why yet, but we'll find out soon. Doug says this is the last one. They're hitting pause after this. Uh, and Doug goes to meet with his father, Stephen McRae in The Slammer, played by the awesome, always awesome Chris Cooper. Cooper, fuck. Doug notices that Stephen is always in red pajamas, which is what the hard asses wear. And Stephen ain't taking no shit. These Southie kids. <laughs> Have you seen Black Mass? No, I actually haven't. Oh, okay. That was the the one about Whitey Bulger and like you know the right, right with Johnny Depp. Yeah, Johnny Depp and like the gangsters from Southie and shit. Like, um, I didn't go to Southie when I was in Boston, but um, yeah, I heard some wild shit, man. So yeah, he talks about the Southie kids, you know, just fucking squaring up to him and all that. Doug talks to Stephen about the next job. Um, this is <laughs> it, kind of like it, it's it's a little ballsy, isn't it, to talk about a fucking prison? Like, sorry, a a a job here at the prison i don't know yeah right i was like uh wow a little discretion guys yeah fucking he gets arrested just gets thrown in with his dad <laughs> right you're like you were you're well aware we have all these phones bugged 24 hours a day right <laughs> yeah yeah these aren't just like one of those phones that have zero like yeah yeah it's not like red cups guys come on right <laughs> doug asked Stephen why he never looked for the for his mother um looked for who and yeah, then, I love it. I love yeah. it. I love Affleck's response for my ma, for my mother. Like, you know, it's just both of these actors are fantastic, but it's like Chris Cooper in this in this instance, like just just what you said, man. He's got one scene in this entire movie and he makes it work. He makes he makes it work for him. 
Stephen says that when she left, Doug was broken, but he never thought he would carry it around with him. Stephen basically says that he she wasn't exactly an angel. She was just like the 22-year-old old girls fucking around. I didn't look for her because there was nothing to find. Yeah. Ooh. Love it, dude. And, uh, of course, we get the I'll see you again, this side or the other. Um, we get quick, uh, quick few shots of Claire volunteering at the... At the rink, and uh, man, I think Danny will kill me if I don't mention that the kids play Halo. Have to oh, mention no, it. yeah, I totally noticed that as well. I was like, oh, yeah. Halo. <laughs> yeah, they're like, fucking firing away with the assault rifles. I, I also don't want to go past the shot when he's meeting his dad. When we cut over to Doug, you can actually see like this very, like, uh, like the reflection of Chris Cooper in the glass, like right on top of his face. I'm like, oh, that's just like, that's such a great shot. It's like, this is you if you don't leave. Like, yeah. like, the, 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 like right over his fucking face. I was like, oh man, they're, they're, that's, that's so good. It's fantastic. I, I love it. Like the, the filmmaking in this entire film, like I, I think it, it is a cut above. Like, uh, you know, because if you think about it, dude, if you go to like some fucking dime store blockbuster that you know whatever, and you just look in the bargain bargain bin, you'll find so many straight to DVDs, fucking heist movies and bullshit. Like, you know what I mean? You'll find right. so many like rip off, knock off, hate, like movies trying to be like Heat. They don't have the budget. They don't have the star power. They don't have the filmmakers behind the camera. They're just like dumped, and it's it's rare that you get a movie that like you know it's not really up there in terms of quality for like like Heat. That movie was a fucking epic. Um, but man, I in my opinion, it comes damn close. Like I I think this movie, you hit the nail on the head, dude. Like it comes very close to Heat. It might as well be the modern Heat. So. Yeah, I think this is like if Boondocks Boondock Saints departed and Heat had a baby oh. and like. And, and they yeah. and they and they maybe had an affair with like lock stock and two smoking barrels, so you can't really tell who the parents are. You know, <laughs> like it's kind yeah. it's kind of got that feel to it as well. Have you ever seen lock stock? I've seen lock stock. I love lock stock. I haven't seen the Boondock Saints. Ah, oh, honestly, yeah. I like lock stock more than Boondock Saints, but yeah, uh, lock stock is yeah. fantastic. Well, we'll definitely be covering those someday. Hell yeah, hell yeah! I love that this like episode is like a massive teaser for what's to come. <laughs> yeah, we've teased like fourteen uh, episodes. I know we're fucking digging ourselves a hole here. <laughs> oh man, um, you get a short little scene about Claire asking Doug about his hockey history. Uh, he got drafted, didn't make the team, got sent home. Uh, he looks at the picture and sees a kid who thinks he he's got it all figured out right before he throws it all away. Really important. Really important to the character, really important to his development, really important to uh, where his head's at. I love it. Uh, quick shot of one of the crew members, Albert, picking up the hair clippings from the barber. The guys load up for the next heist. Um, and I love, like, Doug, like, scrubbing himself, like, that it's sort of, like, attention to detail, like, there can't be anything on me. Um, right, like, killing all those dead skin cells and shit. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, and they get to this next job. The truck's late to the bank. And I love James. James's nervousness is palpable, dude, <laughs> as he sits in the car. Um, they spot the truck, put on the fucking horrific nun masks, and head in. I, okay. I, if I had a bad memory and I forgot a lot about this movie, I would not forget about the nun masks. Probably the Reaper masks I might forget, but not the nun masks. Especially like this moment here before they head in and you need to get this really creepy slow motion moment of this like kid just seeing them as they drive in. 
Right. There's something so unsettling about seeing a nun with like a fucking fully, fully loaded assault rifle, like ready to go. You're like, oh, fuck. Because it's just so out of context. It's just so out of place. It's fantastic. Ah, hell yeah. Yeah. And so begins the heist. Uh, One of the guys is on lookout as James empties the truck, but one of the guards holds Doug hostage and James just fucking smokes him, dude. Just fucking smack. See ya. Yeah, maybe, you know, two two to the chest, one to the head when he's on the ground, you know, just in case. A double tap? Yeah. Yeah, do the, give, him the, give, him the old, uh, give him the old double tap. Yeah, like Rule 34 in Zombieland. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Cute police chase. This chase is awesome, dude. Really realistic and intense. Um, I love the music again with the low percussion and the violins. Eventually, they get caught up by a pit maneuver, and there's a tense moment as the cops order the guys to shut the engine off. There's this, like, really quiet moment, and James just fucking opens fire, dude. By the way, oh. by the way, Albert, you're deaf. You are oh, deaf. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I can't imagine, like, I, I was at work the other day in the bathroom, and our fire alarm went off, and it was, like, deafening. I could imagine somebody fired what looks like a Call of Duty MP5K, like, right beside my head. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like... Oh my god, your ears would be fucking bleeding. Yeah, your ears are bleeding and you've you've I guarantee you 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 have some kind of concussion in your brain. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Um like that will fuck you up for life, son. But anyway, uh James, dude, I love the imagery of James just raining fire as they pull away. He's kind of like half out the door. It's awesome. Yeah, the fucking passenger or the yeah. back door open him just like I'm like, "Oh, that's awesome." So I kind of get like a weird RoboCop intro vibe here too. I don't know why. <laughs> like the very beginning of RoboCop. Like, oh, I didn't. There's think something that. that's awesome. There's something about, about that door being open and him flying out and shooting at cops, like going down these streets. I was like, ah, yeah, a little bit of RoboCop. Yeah, Clarence, no. Can you fly, Bobby? Kalunk, kalunk, kalunk. Uh, they managed to get the get to their switch car and torch their old car before escaping. I love it. I love this whole sequence. Uh, Frawley gets a call about the robbery in progress and orders Kiampa to close the bridge, but after some serious Fast and Furious shit, they manage to cross the bridge before it's sealed off. Um, I love I love as these guys get out, the lone cop just looking the other way. Nope. Oh, dude. Not yeah. dealing with this today, dude. I'm not going to be a hero. It's right. exactly what I would do, man. Exactly. Ex- oh, what I do. dude. I mean, like, my thing, like, my, and, and, and in all honesty, it's like, you can sit there, turn the other way, and as soon as they drive off, <clears throat> if you want to be a hero, be like, hey, I got their license plate number. This is what you're looking for, blah, blah, blah. But, like, fuck that, man. There's, like, there's no way, even, even if you're like, you know, hold it, stop right there. They're going to light your ass up and you're you're not fucking going home. And they're not going to get caught anyways. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, these guys are fucking pros, but the way it's framed, like they all get oh. out and they all literally stop. And just the way that cop looks, just like he's almost like more annoyed than anything. He's like, guys, I just got a cup of coffee. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just going to look this way. <laughs> like, fuck it. He almost reminds me of Kevin from The Office. Like, he's like, ah. Uh. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna write you up for coming in here and stealing this place. Like, like I could totally see this being Kevin. I'm sitting here eating Kevin's famous chili. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. I, I, I absolutely 100% agree with this character's decision, this cop's decision, dude. I was just like, man, if you call this in, you're dead. But if you don't, the worst thing that happens, you get fired. Like, that's like, yeah. And honestly. I don't even think you get fired. I think you tell the fucking bosses about this situation 
And honestly, they'll probably fucking sympathize with you because they will do the same shit that you did. Right, um, or you don't say fucking shit because it's like, this guy looks at me about 50. He's like, you know how many times I've actually seen this happen? He's like, listen, right. don't do anything. You'll live through it. Right, right. But you know what they'll do? Because they leave their car here, right? So what they'll do is like, oh, your patrol vehicle was parked right next to the fucking place where we found the uh, switch car. And boom, that's how they, they'll get him. He gets out of his he gets out of his cruiser and just lays down on the ground. He's like, "Oh, they got me!" <laughs> oh no, he fucking he's like he punches himself, makes it look real. <laughs> yeah, um, but but then I'd call it in, right? Like after they've left, like that's when I'd call it in. Like I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't. I don't think I would not call it in. Right. I mean, say something, but dude, in the moment, no, you're gonna get yeah. fucking killed. Hell no. Um. All right, man. This is about halfway. What do you reckon about taking a break right here? Let's do it. Fucking awesome, guys. Uh, We will be right back. We're going to go take a piss, uh, fill up our coffees, and we'll be right back with more The Town. Don't go anywhere. Well, 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 look who made it this far into the episode. Just while we're taking a quick break here, we've got a few things that we just wanted to put out there for any newcomers, or if you're not part of our growing community... Maybe this could benefit you too. Firstly, we just want to let the newbies know about our episodes and the way Midnight Double Feature currently is structured. As you know, right now you're listening to one of our feature presentations. When we started the podcast, we basically built the show around our feature presentations. These are movies that we choose to cover and basically go through everything in the movie that's worth talking about sequentially. These episodes are generally longer and we're definitely looking at ways to spice up our feature presentations by hopefully getting guests on. We also have our upcoming attractions episode. Typically, these come out during the week and are much more shorter than our feature presentations. These are hosted by Matt Vella and basically consists of a conversation between Matt and I about any movie news that's worth talking about, quick reviews of movies that are out of the cinema and other hijinks. Finally, we have our special features. These are usually one-off special episodes that are mostly experimental and don't really have any specific definition. They could be a sit-down with a cast or crew member, a conversation between the hosts, or just a straight-up different thing that might not even relate to film. Before I let you get back to the episode, I just wanted to thank our listeners and supporters. We definitely couldn't have done any of this without your guys' constant support. If, for some reason, you're not a part of our growing community, head to our socials. We've got two pages on Facebook, Midnight Double Feature, which is our main page and has our formal announcements, and we also have the After Party, which is where we post memes, news, and teasers of what's to come on Midnight Double Feature. We're also on Instagram, which is at Midnight Double Feature, and Twitter, which is at MDFPod. You can also send us an email if you have any grievances or would like to let us know what we're doing wrong. That's uh, MidnightDoubleFeature at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, guys. Back to the show. Hey, guys. Welcome back. We are freshly squeezed, as we always are when we come back from our breaks. Mm. Uh, Yeah. Mm. Oh, geez. You sounded satisfied. Mm. Mm. You got a cigarette in your mouth? (laughs) Had me some midnight double feature and some mustard and biscuit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm freshly squeezed now. <laughs> All right, we're diving right back into the town. So, yeah, man, after this uh, crazy heist that the guys barely got out of, uh, Frawley investigates the burned car, frustrated that they can't pull any DNA off, the, off both of the cars, um, and cut to police just arriving at Boston Sand and Gravel to apprehend Doug. 
who who just kind of like knowingly walks himself down to greet them, right? Like he's like, all right, yeah. they're, here, they're here for me. <laughs> right. He's like, fuck it. Fuck it. Broly just manages to get out Mr. Coughlin before James asks for his lawyer. <laughs> Mr. Coughlin, <Yeah>. lawyer. <laughs> and uh, obviously, you know, like brother, like sister, right? Because Krista does the same later. So uh, one of the detectives asks Albert to read a statement to identify his voice. What the fuck is it with you guys in Charlestown? This guy's ag- aggressive, by the way. <laughs> this detective. Oh, yeah. He's like, what are you fucking retarded? I'm trying to make it sound fucking authenticious, right? Authent what? <laughs> <laughs> authenticious. Oh, God. Uh, and it turns out that Kiampa and Doug kind of have a bit of a history, right? So Kiampa knows Doug. Uh, they get to talking about his father. He tells them about be- uh, another crew beating Doug's father in prison. Uh, and Doug kind of like turns the tables on Kiampa, saying that he's Dino the Dago, a rat, because he grew up in his community and turned on everyone. Damn. Oh. Yeah, well, they say something here. He's like something, something. A crew ran in and like split your old man up the back or something like that. Um, like I'm, I'm pretty sure it means like it's like somebody you know, like got to him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, what the fuck, man? Because at first I was like split in the back. What the hell? I was like, I've heard that before. And I started. I was like, oh wait, that's a weird Google search. But I was like, what is the Urban Dictionary for this? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Um, Frawley tells Doug that he wants to asphyxiate the guard that survives so they can get Doug the death penalty, essentially. I, I yeah, love John, Frawley here, man. It's, it's like as the movie goes on, you realize, like, like all, <clears throat> all kind of, um, professions aside, like, John Hamm is kind of a dick. Yeah. Like, especially when you compare him to, you know, like Ben Affleck, like Ben Affleck's a lot, like, cooler about stuff. And I, I guess, like... I don't know. I guess they can kind of afford to be because Ben Affleck can just go through and do whatever he wants. Oh, you do your thing, and you don't. You don't really have to stay around and like fix everything. I'm the I'm the guy who stays behind and fixes everything. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. He he goes. He's he's all in. Like he kind of makes it like a a, a little more a little more than a like a personal vendetta sort of thing, right? Right. Right. Yeah. For sure. And that's what I'm saying. Like I. <clears throat> One of my favorite kind of like cat and mouse kind of cop and bad guy kind of things is actually Lord of War with Nicolas Cage Ooh. between like him and Ethan Hawke, and I, and I, I like that dynamic and it's cool. But but John 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 Ham is acting like he fucked his mother and then told her to make him a sandwich. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck are you going on about, dude? Like yeah, like calm down. It's not like he fucking you know like the, the as far as they know, they've never even killed anybody right. in a job. Like right. I'm not saying that makes what they're doing okay, but you're acting like they're fucking like a league of Jeffrey Dahmer's out here. Like calm down dude uh he says that there's going to be no sentence reduction for cooperation uh and i just wrote that's not your call bro that's the da's yeah. call <laughs> yeah Sorry. I, was like, I, I mean they might yeah they'll take into consideration but i mean <laughs> that's, that's not up not to really you. up to you dude <laughs> i mean like surely surely like because Fergie is the one that's kind of giving them the hits, right? Like, Fergie is the one that essentially they're kind of sort of working for. So if they kind of, like, cooperate in order to get Fergie the head honcho, then surely there's going to be something on the table. Right, yeah. Otherwise, there, there would be no reason to do that. Right. Um, I think it'd be so funny if he's like, oh, yeah, there'd be no, you know, no no time cut off for cooperation. And Ben Affleck's like, yeah, well, let, we'll see who'd be the judge of that. And hard cuts to John Hamm as the judge. And he's like, guilty. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking pouncing like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Love it. 
Uh, there's a there's a frawly quote here that I'm going to go into, so bear with me. It's a little lengthy, but I love it. Right? Oh, God. I love it. <laughs> you're here today, so I can personally tell you that you're going to die in federal prison, and so are all your friends. No deal, no compromise. And when that day comes, when you start trying to be my hero collaborator, that'll have to slap you to shut up, and it will come, despite your pitiable, misguided Irish omerta, when your code of silence finally gives away the fear of trafficking in cigarettes to prevent sexual enslavement. I just want you to know that it's going to be me who tells you to go fuck yourself. Ah! Jesus. I love it. I love it, man. And Ham is fantastic. He's, he's really hamming it up. He's really yeah, hamming it oh up. God. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and Doug basically, you know, talks, to, like, talks back to him. Like, you know, he's like, we find out that he's able to spot their cars via their rear antenna. If you guys want to be slick, be slicker than a six-year-old. Um, and, you know, lets him go. Frawley calls the bank for Claire, but is told that she quit, and he orders a warrant for surveillance for Claire, because that is seedy as fuck, suspicious as fuck. Yeah, you know, in a way, though, it's so, <coughs> it's so like, justified to me, because it's like, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> if it's really traumatizing her as much as it seems like, uh, I wouldn't want to come back to that job either, you know? Fuck that. Yeah, exactly. But it's also, like, confirming, um, confirming Frawley's suspicions, too. Like, well, because she she doesn't know that Doug's been a part of this, right? She not, has no idea. Not yet, not yet. Right. So it's it's like yeah, it's just a kind of like a legitimate coincidence. No, I don't want to. Yeah, it, yeah. It's like living in a house that somebody was murdered in, and you were there. It's like now, nah, cool. I'm I'm gonna move. Right. 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 Um, Frawley meets with Claire, starts a conversation about her leaving the bank, and notices the pendant that Doug gave her. Uh, and Frawley Ooh. says they have their suspects and shares them with her. Right. This is a very Calculated move by Frawley. He wants to gauge her reaction when he when she sees Doug. Um, and although he doesn't like outright accuse her, he lays out some pretty salient facts, right? Like that kind of work in against her favor. A, you opened the safe for him. B, he left you unharmed. And C, the two of you are carrying on a relationship about which you lied to the FBI. You do need a lawyer. Oh yeah, I lied. You do need a lawyer. I'm like, yeah. oh fuck. Yeah. <clears throat> Yep, hate to be Claire Casey right now. Uh, James and Doug talk about a large job that the florist managed to set up for them. Doug doesn't want it, suggests James picks up another guy because he's done. They've got too much heat on him. Heat on them. <laughs> I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't resist. Get some heat on this ham. Heat on this ham. Uh, there's people I can't let you walk away from. And obviously James is talking about his sister Krista and her kid, Shine. There's a name. Shine. Right, which is kind of implied that Doug is the father in a way, right? It's right. yeah. kind of up in the air at the same time. Yeah, like that that's that's in this that's in this whole thing here, right? Like, you know, they get into Krista's sex history and who Shine's father is, which Doug denies. Um I love I love Renna. You grew up right here, same rules that I did. Uh Doug, if you want to see me again, come down, visit me in Florida. And they kind of get after her, right? Like they get into a little scuffle, and James just ends up pistol whipping Doug. And this yeah, is right. I was like, fuck. Yeah. Like I was like, man, you just fucking whipped out your your gun and just slashed slapped him in the face. Uh, but this is pretty cool. Like I, I like that we find out about James's sort of manslaughter that he committed here, right? Um it, it, because it was for him. It was for Doug. Essentially, like there was this guy that uh d- that was on his way to kill Doug and uh he did nine years for it, essentially. 
Right. Well, <clears throat> and this this makes such an interesting kind of like moral dilemma in a way because it's like, dude, you owe me, and it's like, yeah, yeah, you're right, I do owe you, but I'm not gonna sit here and like, I'm. What's the point of you sitting here and saving my life, and we're just gonna go at and constantly get shot at anyways? Like, what's the point of that? We need we need to better ourselves. We need to get some kind of other life, and then at the same time, like, I, you know, it's it's like those kind of people who, yeah, he would do you a favor like that. You know, oh, yeah, well, I saved your life. It's like, you. so now I can't move or leave ever, ever? Like, you always have to be around me? Like, that's not my life anymore, though. Like, that, like that's your life. That's you letting me live for, like, your, you know, for your own kind of reasons. And that's that's not my life, though. Um, I, like, I, I, thought that, I thought that was really interesting because you can kind of see Runner's <laughs> point. You know, he's like, you know, I saved your life, man, and here you are. You're just going to leave? And it's like, yeah, but... I mean, that's his choice. You know, you don't, you don't just save somebody's life so they do what you say. Like, that's right. like, that's that's kind of that's really interesting right there about about Renner's character, because it's like this. It's that that headspace of what he thinks he's owed, like what he's entitled to. You right. Know? Like he's just kept this card in his pocket and he's been wanting to play it until the right time. Right. 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 Yeah. Uh, Doug visits Fergie, tells him he doesn't want a part of this job, but Fergie wants Doug. He's a part of the unit. And this goes south so quickly. Like, I love how friendly Doug starts starts off with. And then it's just like, damn. Um, but Fergie's not having it, man. Like, like he just, like, Doug gives him a world of cash and he's like, you're going to do what I ask. And Doug just goes, who the fuck do you think you are? You're an old guy with a fucked up face. <laughs> I know. I was like, God damn. I hate to laugh because he's dead. <laughs> yeah, he uh, like dies a year later. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Fergie demands that Doug do this for him or he's going to clip his nuts like he clipped his father. He gets to talking about gelding the horses. They either use a knife or a chemical and he used the chemical on his father. Doped up his mother. She committed suicide. Boom. Fucking bombshell, dude. That is, that's, that's rough. Well, what is, what does he mean? Like chemically, he, what did it like? Is he saying that like he just did that through via his, his wife? Yeah, yeah. So it's he's using a metaphor, right? Like there's a lot of metaphors that throw around in this movie. This one with the gelding gelding of the of the horses. Um they are, yeah, like you get that part of it. Like, you know, they either use a knife to snip their balls or they like chemically castrate them. So with with Stephen McRae, he didn't need to use a fucking he didn't literally need to use violence against him because he still needed him to do do his job for him. But instead to motivate him, he chemically castrated him which is to say that he doped up his mum he supplied the drugs to his mum got her addicted right. and uh essentially that led to um her death right so kind of like that andy dick phil hartman kind of thing we talked about on yeah Small yeah 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 god damn i didn't even connect that together yeah that's sad <laughs> Uh, and, but essentially this is Fergie talking himself into a casket, right? Like you're like, you can see fucking the veins in Doug's head. Just go like, listen this shit. Uh, uh, Doug goes to visit Claire, finds her crying in the bathroom. Uh, she wants him gone. She's hysterical. And honestly, I kind of get it. I I get it. I don't know. She's a woman, you know, they always <laughs> overreact to this. Yeah, yeah, no. It's that time of the month. Yeah, that would be so fucking funny. He's like, listen, I'll come back, get you some Ben and Jerry's and a fucking some tampons. We'll be all right. And like, oh, my God. Now, I um, it, 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 
<laughs> it kind of reminds me of that line in Sin City because I know I I knew watching this I was like she's gonna wind up coming back around I I, I know I know she is it's just gonna happen it's not gonna end with just no you know she just hates his guts and she's helping in the FBI and there, she has no remorse about it or any of that stuff it's like I know it's not gonna come to that um, but it, it, it I like I could see that coming from like a mile away. And like, it, like it made me think of Sin City when he's like, "Ah, oh, dames, no, let him cry out a bucket or two, and then everything's all right." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's just like what, that's just like what this movie thinks." It's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm a bank robber, and I held you, you know, held you, took you hostage with a gun to your head and traumatized you for life." But I mean, I'm Ben Affleck. I got a sweet dick. I mean, come <laughs> on, like, look at me. Like, look, look, I mean, dude, he's fucking handsome. Like, looking at Ben Affleck, I'm like, dude, you're 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 a fucking great Batman. Like, like looking at him as like like watching this, I like maybe want to go back and watch Batman versus Superman, um, be, because it's like, dude, that he is he, like he. <clears throat> I definitely think he's not as good as like Michael Keaton or Christian Bale, but he's not he's not far behind him. He's he's in like top three or top four, you know. He's he's fantastic. I I definitely dug him as Batman, man. Like like I. I think the letdowns weren't with his performance. I think it was the script that let him down, to be honest. But right, yeah, yeah. Um, we get a sequence of Doug. Doug. Oh, okay. So this is in the extended cut. Uh, Doug's kind of like self medicating. He breaks down the pill and snorts it in this abandoned train carriage. Um, and he just like fires random shots into some bottles in front of him. Like he's kind of like it's not really a needed scene, but it's you know whatever. Um. He pulls his face like he does in Daredevil. Like, you know how he's blind in Daredevil and he's, like, got his mouth hanging open a little and is like, what the fuck? Like that. <laughs> uh, he goes to visit Krista, uh, tells her he's leaving for a while, and I'm just like, god damn, her in that tank top. Wait, wait, wait which one? Because <laughs> he goes to visit Blake Lively, and I just wrote her in that tank top. She's wearing this, like, white tank top. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just me being a creep, don't worry. Um, <laughs> he asked Krista to tell James that he is in. Goes to visit Fergie, tells him he's in, but if anything happens to her, he's going to kill Fergie and he's going in his own shop. Uh, he goes to talk to Claire in the garden, tries to reconcile. I will never lie to you again. Dude, like, I can... Like, that. that, that is a tall order. That is, I, honestly, I, I, th- I kind of sympathize with Claire here. Like you're telling her you'll never lie to lie to her again, but you held up her place of work, stuck a gunner in her face, kidnapped her. Like, uh, I I don't know, I don't know. Just saying, I will never lie to you again. I think that's weak. That's weak source. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Well, the only thing that she's like, you know, I won't believe you. He's like, you know, no, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. She's like, how will I know? He's like, because you'll fucking hate the answers. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess. Like, that. that's about the only way. But she, she, yeah, she just kind of like, well, I got to jump into this because this is where we're at in the story, like, kind of thing. Um, I wouldn't have, I would have minded if this just went on, a, like, the silence between them just went on a little bit longer because um, it's like they just get off a job, she finds out, they pick up a job, then they're okay. And it's like, yeah, I just, you know, maybe a little bit longer because also that kind of, I think that that, that can really create a tension with Renner because he's going, hey, this chick's a loose end and she knows what you do and you know what's going on. Like, we right. need to fucking, you know, like, we, you know, we need to, we need to, you know, kill this chick. And I think that that would have created a, a, a super interesting dynamic, especially as you've got like the biggest job they've ever done coming up. It's like, fuck. Right, well, I mean, the whole Renner finding out about Claire kind of seems inconsequential by the end of the movie, right? Like, it doesn't, nothing really comes of that. Like, there, there's a conversation shortly after, 
but that's it. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I wonder if that's just, you know, if Renner's just like, well, you know, yeah, if he's with her, then, you know, that's his thing. I, I can't do anything about that. Right. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I think they could have gone that direction. I probably wouldn't have bought it. You know, this guy murdered someone for you. So if like you're starting to like date this chick and you're into it and stuff, he's like, no, you've got it under control. Like, I trust you. Right. Yeah. And I guess it kind of also informs um, like for for Renner, for James, uh, like why Doug is in the headspace that he is. Right. So. Right. Right. Uh, Fergie talks to the crew, tells them he has an inside man, someone who owes him money, because of course, uh, the insider gave Fergie information on the score. They break down the Fenway job. Total haul, $3.5 million. Damn. Oh, Take I do love, he's like, <clears throat> yeah. yeah, seeing you, seeing your boys here reminds me that I'm still in the ring, still ticket punches, but ahead on points. Uh, I was like, oh, that's fucking good. so awesome. That's so good. Taking down the Cathedral of Boston, priceless. Oh, God. Dude, I went to Fenway, man. Like, watching this all again. Um, fucking awesome, dude. I was just like, because we did the tour of Fenway and, like, that, you know, the tour guide's pointing out, yeah, so this is where they shot the town. I was like, oh, that's fucking awesome, man. Like, I love that <laughs> shit. I love that shit. <coughs> uh, at JJ's bar, Frawley talks to Krista, who thinks he's hitting on her. You got to chase the rabbit if you want the tail. That's what my mama taught me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude when she like that's like almost like you know in world's end when that when that fucking chick sucks nick frost like yeah. wedding ring off and swallows it i'm like oh that is some <laughs> dirty horse shit like that, that is some Jesus. man i i know i've brought this up before but the whole 10 things i had about you when they walk into the bikey bar and fucking david Cromholz's character is like don't touch anything you'll get hepatitis that's 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 this. That's this whole situation right here. Uh, right, yeah. It's like, oh, oh my god, I'm, I, I'd hate to see her on the sidewalk, like cough, cough up something, spit it on the ground, and it burns a hole in the ground. She's just like, ah, oh, well, uh, I guess I had vodka martinis last night, and just walks uh, off. She's got her like shoes in her right hand. She's going barefoot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I work for the FBI. Me too. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, for- <laughs> Frawley tells her he knows everything there is to know about money. Details the specs of a $20 bill. Tells her that the $20 bill isn't even its own weight in Oxy. And this is when she realizes what he's about. And Frawley shows her his badge. She immediately asks for a lawyer, very much like her brother. And Frawley brings up protecting her daughter. Uh, he's he's kind of like laying the seeds here, right? Like he's just like, all right, I got to start breaking her down. Uh, asks about Doug and asks her how in the years... Sorry, how in the years that Doug and Krista were together, how many times did he give her a diamond necklace? Love the manipulation, dude. Right. This is very like <laughs> Ashley Judd in Heat, you know, um, like right. at the kid and kind of playing that angle. It, it's, it's you know, even later on with, um, oh, fuck. Uh, God, Rebecca Hall's character. Jesus. I, Claire. I, like, uh, yeah, Claire. Well, well, thank like, you, Jesus. There's, there's going to be an exact kind of like sequence where it's like right from hate. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Both of these characters kind of remind me of Ashley Judd's um, kind of thing in Heat. Yeah, yeah, with Val Kilmer. Yeah, for sure. Uh, cut to Doug and James talking about the job. Doug suggests to James that he can get out after the job, but James is all about the life. He says that he's a uh, he does that 50-pound horse metaphor. Um, this is all he knows and that he will not do any more time. If we get jammed up... We're holding court on the street. Uh, that might be one of my favorite lines of the movie. 
I just, no, yeah, for uh, absolutely. Like that's just that's. I mean, your courts and legal procedures and all this stuff can, you know, that, like that's that's all slow moving and takes time. And it's like out there, it's just like right here, right now, like instant right. death. If you don't if you don't move like, oh, man, that's fucking it's like a war zone, man. Straight it's justice. Like modern, yeah, it's like modern day war, like on the streets. I'm like, that's fucking crazy, dude. And that's exactly what he gets, dude. Like when he's like laid out, when he's firing those tech nines into those fucking cop cars in the middle of the street. Jesus Christ. Right, it's like live by the gun, die by the gun kind of thing. Exactly. Uh, Frawley and the FBI make a move on a false lead. This doesn't really go anywhere. Uh, Krista talks to Doug, telling him that she wants to go with him, that she'll change. Uh, but Doug says she's leaving with someone. Sorry, he's leaving with someone else. She mentions the necklace, oh. saying a little bird told her about it. And this is where Doug just goes ham, dude. Ham. Right. <laughs> oh, that was unintentional. Uh, he just fucking oh, grabs her, sl- <laughs> slams her against the wall. And I just love like the little touch of like shine starting to cry. It's fantastic. Well, yeah, because like now, I mean, like she's what they've known each other like their whole lives, right? Yeah, like I said. yeah, because I mean, yeah, she's uh, James's brother. Sorry, James' sister. Right. So, <clears throat> like, I, I can, I can see her character so well just being one of those like oh yeah and you and i were gonna like fall in love and i always knew this was gonna happen and we were gonna move out of this town and blah blah and him being like the one who's kind of closest to her i guess and and one or one of her closest people and just being like i'm out of here and i'm doing it with somebody else and she's just like wow like it's really not happening the way i thought it did like that's that's fucking crazy because she's what 40 probably maybe a little bit older like i know they make her i mean god the age difference between her and ben affleck is probably more than we think but but they make it seem like they grew up together and i'm like i don't know she seems like a lot younger than him but the 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 just the kind of like lost opportunity of just like this really is what my life is gonna be for the rest of my life like holy fuck that's terrifying uh blake lively was 23 when this movie came out Oh, it's Ben Affleck. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> not, not, not fucking not 23. 23. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So how old was she when she had Shine then? 18? Oh, God. No, yeah, no, Shine's, like, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. Um, the guys gear up for the Fenway job and head out. We find out that Krista got into a car accident while under the influence. Well done, genius. Fucking Shine was in the car as well. <clears throat> uh, Fergie's inside man lets Doug and Jimmy inside the stadium. Uh, and I just wrote so many feels, dude, when they're walking around the fucking stadium because I'm just like, I was there, I was there. I love oh, it. Oh, by the way, Ben Affleck is 46 years old now, so he was what 37 when <laughs> 37 oh when they made this. 37 and 23. I know that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I guess she's supposed to be older, obviously, you know. But I was like, okay, like whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna give it to them, dude, with the makeup department and shit. Like, she does not look 23. No, no, she definitely doesn't. But the more as I'm watching her, I'm like, man, this should have been Charlize Theron, you Ooh. know, like, like, or like Jessica, uh, is it, no, January Jones. I wouldn't have even minded January Jones. Yeah, but I mean, she's not, uh, like, I, I haven't seen Mad Men, but the things that I have seen January Jones in, she's not that great. Like, I don't know. I like her in X-Men. She's pretty good. Really? <laughs> that's, the one, that's, that's the one I'm thinking of, dude. I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. She's all right. She's... She- Fine. Yeah, she's alright. She's not terrible. She's, she's not got great, a, though. She's got a tits out in that <laughs> quite a bit. Um, Chris is visited by Frawley in hospital. Frawley applies the pressure here, right? 
you're a person who's going to need a plea agreement if you ever want to see a kid again. Um, and this is this is essentially the line, like right that Krista asks herself, "Why am I always the one being used?" And, yeah, like that moment's great. Like yeah. she she's great at these moments where it's like more subtle. Like she's like scratching the back of her neck and she's chewing the gum and she's got the big fucking hoop earrings. I'm like, God, this girl was in like my tenth grade class and I can remember the bus dropping her off at the trailer park. Like I can fucking remember that. Like these people seem so like real to me um like especially like uh, you know a little bit outside of town where like i grew up like i definitely wasn't like a rich kid you know but it, like the like she reminds me so much of of the kind of people like i went to school with and stuff because there's about a dozen <clears throat> about a dozen of these type of cases like just in my graduating class alone that I, I i go back to my hometown and i'm like oh god like there she is in walmart i'm like i gotta get the fuck out of here why did i come to this walmart <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I like it's it's tough. Like I kind of I really do sympathize with her in this in this moment, dude. Um, well, that makes one of us. <laughs> you fucking <laughs> you hard bitch. <laughs> she, dude, well, here's my thing: it's like I sympathize with her about as much as I sympathize with Doug. Like we can sit here all day and say, and I I don't like I know how crass this is going to sound, you know, but it's it's we can sit here all day and be like, oh, the streets, man, it's just the same. And yes, that's dude, that's totally that's totally legitimate. But uh, it's like that's the whole point of the movie is that Doug taking responsibility for what he's done, and at the same time being like, I I'm you know I've had to do some fucked up shit. I've had to get my hands dirty, but it was all to for the betterment of me. He's like, I never killed anybody i never there was never blood on my hands he's like you know i just you know like given where i'm at i don't blame him for doing this to get the money but he does the thing he compromises he gets his hands dirty and he does kind of get into that life but also it's for means to a better end you know yeah yeah i mean but like that's like what the what the movie's about as well is also like the nature sorry the the nature and the nurture right of like how you're grown up how you're brought up right like the the neighborhood and the people, like the people around you, the influences, um, it, it can go like you can escape it, like Doug does, or you can fall into the trappings of it, like Blake, sorry Blake, like um, Krista and James do. Um, well, and I it's think pretty, the thing pretty with tragic James, in that way. The thing with James that is interesting is they said what his dad went, his dad went in, you know, his his mom died, and then James's family basically raised him. So I'm like, here you have these two kids who are, for all intents and purposes, brought up in the same home. And like, I know that, I know that uh, that um, uh, oh god, I know that Doug's going to be like a like a old enough to remember his parents and stuff like that. But still, like, it's almost like this. They almost have the same kind of nurturing and just total different, like, hairs on the head. You know, they're just totally different in split different directions. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm, try, I'm trying to think more about this movie because, like, I, I, like, I'm thinking about it from the, the perspective of The Wire. Um, and it sucks that you haven't seen The Wire because The Wire does this element of it so well. Uh, I guess because it has like fucking five seasons to do it in, right? So, or six right, seasons. Right, right, right. So. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so she starts a crack back at the stadium. Desmond cuts the surveillance as James and Doug make contact with uh, the security, uh, asking who called 911. I just told you where Mike was. We just walked past him. I love, I love this kind of like, you know, like they they they're pulling their authority because they're dressed like cops. 
Um, they get into this tense standoff as security draw their weapons on them, but they go down and the boys zip tie them. This old fucking guy just fucking whips out his gun. Like you say, like, yeah, I, oh, I was, I was I'm just laughing because I'm like, I'm like, well, fucking dress for the job you want, not the one you have. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking <laughs> like these guys got some balls. Nice. Um, I love, I love Doug identifying the guys in the cash room, telling them about their wives. The lenders uh, want you to open this door. We have men outside your homes. Fucking awesome. Oh, that's good. The lenders. Yeah. <laughs> uh, James and Doug enter the cash room and take the hall, uh, and the guys make their exit. Uh, keeping their heads on a swivel as they make their way down to the ambulance getaway vehicle. But when they get there, Doug notices something. It's quiet. Too quiet. Mm. Looks out the window, sees the army of police outside. Outside, Frawley and Kiampa set uh, set up the show. Um, they're told that there's no response from the cash room. And man, James spots a tiny bit of movement and just grabs his gun and opens fire, dude. Just... Zero hesitancy, just right into it. Yeah, I tell you what's something actually really funny that I forgot about is when <clears throat> this is going to be so fucking specific. But when um when they're walking through and they're getting to that downstairs level, it's right around like the one thirty six, one thirty, one thirty hour thirty six, thirty nine minutes. There's this thing this guy is writing on this like red like kind of. Yeah, you know, he's a guy. He's got the boxes. That's what I ride at work. Like oh, that's shit. that's my that's one of my rides. <laughs> like that's a that's a Raymond Walkie picker. And I was like, oh fuck! Like those things are fast as hell, and they have like really good turning and shit. And I was like, oh, well, I was like, wait, well, I, I saw that, and I was like, oh, son of a bitch! Talk about work following you home, goddamn. <laughs> What's the whole power so on that big baby? Yeah, it's it's so hard to describe that to people. I'm like, it's like a, a skateboard, but not really. Like. um Dude, they go kind of fast. They go like ten or twelve miles an hour. So like I've I've had a point where the battery came unplugged from the ride accidentally while I was driving, and it about fucking like launched me off of it. Cause you're not strapped in or anything. You're just riding and holding a bar. And like, dude, my right arm is like this freak ass Popeye strong arm from holding onto that bar for the last <laughs> year. Well, now like you know, if you if someone asks you to describe it, you could just be like, oh, have you seen the town? <laughs> <laughs> Go to the hour 36, 39 second mark of the town and you'll see what I'm talking about. Go to the two hour, 13 minute mark of our podcast and then go from there. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's like, no, I just Googled it. I'm not, I'm not an idiot. I'm not oh, doing okay, that. Cool. Okay. All right. Uh, where are we? So, dude, this shootout is intense, man. Albert takes one to the gut through the pillow he's hiding behind. Um. The driver of the arm guard, uh, sorry, armored truck next to them starts to fire at them, and Doug just fucking lays into that truck, dude. Like he st- he starts making uh, him drive the truck out into the army of the police, where he flips the truck. Love it, love the practical fucking flipping. It's awesome. Um, Doug tells Desmond that if he walks out now with his hands up, he could get seven years instead of life because the other three are getting life. And Desmond just says, "Fuck you." He's in it. He's in it. He's in it for the long haul. Uh, the cops throw in some concussion grenades. Desmond can't get his bearings. Stands up and takes one in the dome. Oh fuck! fuck. Just one shot too. Like just boom, sniped. Love it. And dude, I love the imagery of the the right shields getting absolutely destroyed by James's fire. Woo! Yeah, like the fact that the, he's just been unloading. So like they can take plenty of damage, but like now it's the point. It's it where it's like okay, like they've they've taken so much damage. They're starting to because the closer they get, the more efficient his right. weapon is. Too. Yeah, like less bullet drop. Oh yeah. man, yeah. 
Right. Those things are fucking powerful. You know, like, God damn, just eating his fucking shield is so good. Yep. Yep. Albert suggests- it actually reminds. Oh, no, go, sorry, go, 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 go. Go. I was moving on. Well, it reminds me of fucking Civil War when Ant Man throws the oh. tractor trailer at War Machine. And he just like like chews it to pieces. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, before oh, it reaches so him. Badass. I love it. Yeah, right. Albert suggests driving the ambulance out there as a distraction, but Frawley and his crew make short work of it as the ambulance just slams into the mobile operations trailer, and uh, Albert's dead. That's two down, two to go. Right. Yeah. So. He was he wasn't expecting to die, right? He was talking about. He said, "You know, I can take a pinch." You know, where he's yeah, like, yeah. I think he said, yeah. He wasn't expecting to go out there and get lit up, but I'm, I'm, dude. Honestly, you should have. You should have been expecting. Yeah, that. you stupid motherfucker. Like, yeah. what did you think was going to happen? You were going to drive out and then just be like, "Oh, hey, no, 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 it's cool." Like, no, dude, they're going to fucking rip you apart when you get into that car, man. Like. like the- I, I can't believe they just started shooting for tires. I'm like, fuck that. Right. They rip this fucking car to shreds in real life. Like, fuck that. Fuck all that shit. Because for all you know, all of them are in there. And I was like, no, you would be blasting holes in that fucking thing. Dude, this army of cops just heard this massive fucking firefight from, from the outside. And they know you're armed and dangerous. Like, they're not going to take the, the chance to arrest you, to put handcuffs on you. Like, this is, like, this is life or death. So... Right, exactly, exactly. Uh, Doug and James dress up as police. Uh, and, dude, this is something that I like. It's this nice little touch. Uh, weapons down. Fuck you, Boston PD. I love the jurisdictional issues between FBI and Boston PD. Like, it's just so right. It's so cool. I'm really glad that they this, managed to fit that in there. This is very, like, Dark Knight to me. When everybody, you know, like, when they're, when they're shoot when that, when Gordon gets shot, you know, quote unquote, and they all like take off into the crowd, fucking in police uniforms. Oh, like, yeah. I love that shit. Yeah. Um, it's, it's also very, what is that? Inside Man? With Inside Clive Man. Owen? Yeah. 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 That's a good one. That's a really good yeah, one. Yeah. Supernatural did an episode as well. There was like this, like they're stuck in this bank. Uh, and basically, cause what's happening is actually, it's a really good episode. Like if you had to watch one episode, probably recommend this this one what they're doing is like they're tracking down this this shapeshifter um and it's very like the thing like it's very like you know closed environment Mm. like we don't know who this thing is um and basically the police surround them because they think they're they're pulling off this heist in this bank and um the way they end up escaping is like they take like they manage to knock out two guards and take their stuff and uh sneak out i love it i love that kind of stuff it's awesome well, it, re- it reminds me of um, actually the band I was in. We shot a music video, and one of the ideas I wanted was seeing somebody seeing somebody in a red hood and blue jeans and Converse that gets caught doing some graffiti. You can't see their face. They get chased by a cop. The whole video is just them getting chased, and at the end, they chase them into a warehouse. The cop gets up to the door, and it's like dozens of people in red hoodies and 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 blue jeans all come like running out. It's like fuck, like you can't possibly tell like who's who and which one's which. Like I, I love that kind of shit. It's like slipping right into the crowd and disappearing is so fucking cool to me. Right, and that's that's almost inherently like a uh, a bank robbery thing, right? Like it's it's actually a thing. Like that that happens in a lot of a lot of movies. Right, I just have to place the doubt in your brain, right. and that is enough. Like if you're if you're doubting it, you're you're not going to be rational in figuring out who's who. Exactly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that does. Yeah, that, I'm thinking of Inside Man now. Actually, yeah. Okay, Frawley and Kiampa get wind that security in the cash room were hit by cops, and Frawley tells James, who's just walking away with the money. Doug, see, like, <laughs> doesn't this look suspicious though? Yeah, it's a little casual. It's a little. It's a casual. little it's a little cash. Like, it's like, dude, I don't, 
Uh, that's just weird. I mean, seeing a cop walk down a street with a black duffel bag stuffed, it's just ominous. It's like, what the fuck well, is in that bag? that's you ominous. Know? But then think about the fact that there is an ongoing situation here and you're walking away from a dress as a cop. Right. I was kind of thinking that, like, dude, once I got out of, like, 100 feet of that place, I would have ditched that fucking cop right. uniform. right. Because now, because now they know that they're looking for fucking cops. I'm like, oh fuck, ditch that shit, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a little, uh, yeah. Uh, Doug says Doug says Frawley go to James, but he can't help James. He's not getting involved. Why do you think he doesn't get involved? Because he kind of he knows that James is walking to his death. You t- you talking about Doug? Yeah, looking at James. Because he sees he sees Frawley go for James. Right. Well, I I think that yeah. I mean, this is not. This this shit was fucked from the start, anyways. Um, oh yeah. Which how do they know? How do they know they're going to be here at Fenway? Uh so yeah, Krista. Christa, right. Christa right Gavimar. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I think that you know he's the first one to draw the gun. He's the first one to drop the hammer down. You know when they're in the van shooting at the cops, when they're down at the bottom of Fenway, um, he's the first one to to do this. And I think that you know he he could have. He could have very easily just thrown his gun out and be like, all right, cool, I surrender, I surrender. Because, um, I mean, don't get me wrong, that guy's probably going to prison for the rest of his life. Um, but I'm like, you know, like, I, I don't know. I think that I think that there's just no, this is just where his story kind of like has to go. And Ben Affleck's like, I'm not, you know, or Doug, sorry. I, I think that Doug is like, I'm, I'm not burning my candle at both ends just because that, that's what you're doing. And I think that's I think that that's really interesting about you have a lot of friends that grow up, um, you know, and and like, you know, me and my friends, we, you know, we partied. We were younger. You know, we'd always, you know, have a lot of parties and there's a bunch of people and some people just never like grew out of that and always just wanted to be, oh, man, just come over, hang out. You know, we're going to drink, you know, drink a bunch of beers and play beer pong. And I'm like, dude, I'm like 30. (laughs) <laughs> like, like, I, I, yeah. I, like, I don't, I don't mind coming over and like hanging out for like an hour or two, but like, I got to go home and like cook dinner. I got to, I got to walk my dog. Like, oh, I got yeah. shit I got to do, you know? Yeah. You know, um, at parties now I do the thing that Jim does from the office. He's like, all right, I am the master of leaving parties early. I need to get a photo and I need to get one little story in here that I'll remember. Uh, so I can bring it up later and prove that I was there and that's it. I'm down. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> so yeah. Hell yeah. Man, James's death, right? Love the look on James's oh. face, man. As as like Frawley like tells him to hold up, and just like Frawley calls it in. James just fucking spins and just starts firing at Frawley with that Tech Nine. Man takes off running around this car like they're doing this little dance around this car. Um, and man, like James just walks out into the middle of the of the street and just starts firing at cops, dude. Like fucking nailing some guys too. Eventually taking a fucking shotgun slug to the leg, gets behind a mailbox. Coughlin, throw down your weapon. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Man, this is James's life though, right? Like there ain't no compromise. Grabs a drink laying down on the ground and uh, says he surrenders and just gets fucking nailed. Dude, immediately. Immediately. no, like, oh, you know, doesn't pop off and get a couple of good shots and they rip him and he gets shot once and then he gets back up and starts shooting and then they, you know, fire him three or four more times. And he's not like 
right off Straight the away. rip, dude. Like they should whoever shot him in the head, I just expected there'd be no more shots and somebody's like, Ooh, get us a <laughs> nice shot. Like so like they're kind of like, damn. Uh because dude, though, especially the way he looks, like, man, that That's is an one exit realistic. Word. Yeah. Well, it's like a super realistic looking dead body. Oh, yeah. Like I was like, dude, that is fucking that that looks like some faces of death shit. Like I watched on the internet when I was a kid and I was way too young. I was like, holy fuck, that looks real. Yeah, man. Like the the way he goes out, this situation there there is no in real life there is no other outcome on this situation, dude. You do not like get up and start firing those tech nines for like ten seconds and then like go down. You get up out of that mailbox because they've been tracking your movements behind that mailbox. They know exactly where you're gonna pop out from. And when he does, they fucking nail him. And that's exactly how it would happen, right? Well, let me ask you this: put yourself in put yourself in his shoes. Like, do you go back to prison for the rest of your life? Which is a relatively young guy; he's probably about thirty five. You go to prison for next f- probably forty or thirty five years. Like, just sit there and just worry about getting like raped and fighting people off, and like getting caught in the yard or getting fucking shanked. Like, holy shit! I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that I think that Renner's character would do fine in prison because I mean, he's just kind of crazy. Awesome. But, yeah. Like, dude, that that being your fucking life forever from then on out. Like, ah, oh, man, I don't know. I don't like, know. Either. I, like, yeah, I, I just the whole dodging sexual assault on a daily basis thing is is enough for me to be like, all right, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't think I would, yeah, like, I like, I mean, I, I guess you better just like clan up with somebody in there, but like, holy shit, no, nah, I don't know, man. I was pondering that, like, would I do that? Like, would I get up and just like blast? Because knowing that, I mean, God, he's probably killed some people today. He might even get the death penalty anyways. Like, you, you never know. It's like, fuck it, man. Your life's pretty much over. Yeah, yeah. I, I like, I, I. Honestly, I think I walk out. I walk out of that mailbox and I'm just like, "Yep, kill me now." Sorry, I like I, I fuck that. <laughs> yeah, like I like yeah, like I I can't. I don't know. Especially like, especially because Doug's father is getting fucking beaten on a daily basis. Like you know what I mean? Like no no one like no one from Charlestown is safe. Even like because Stephen was hard. Like, right? Like, he was a hard guy, I'm pretty sure, like, when he went to jail. But it's just like, man, uh, I don't know. I don't know. So you you saying you surrender or you go out there fucking dropping shots? No, I go, I go out there fucking dropping shots, dude. Oh, okay, cool. Making sure we're on the same page. No, I, thought yeah, you no. Were saying, like, no. I thought you were saying surrender, and I'm like, oh, no, fuck no, that. No, 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 no. Hell no, man. I'm fucking committing suicide by myself if the cops don't take me. <laughs> Amazingly, he just somehow, like... And just kills all of the cops in like two shots. Oh. He's like perfect aiming. He's like, oh, I guess some of those Hawkeye skills are stuck with me. That's crazy. Dude, he like <laughs> he like fucking takes a shot shot at a helicopter above, like and just like <laughs> like just one single shot looks at it like fucking Patrick Bateman in in, in American Psycho. Remember when he blows off the car? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what the uh, fuck? Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, he gets nailed. Uh, and then immediately after, James goes to the florist place, nails the goon, gets into a fucking, what I like to call a collateral train scene shootout, because that's what this is. Like, they're yeah, just- it's weird. Planted. Yeah, it, it is weird, but I think it's kind of like this, like, weird shock moment of it. Like, there's like, the, both of them are kind of like shocked. I don't know. It is weird, though. 
it's super weird because like Fergie shoots at him like <coughs> six or seven times, and all he does is just kind of like, uh? like, like he dodges him like somebody you would dodge in a hallway who's not looking, not paying attention where they're walking, like, uh? like, it, like he he doesn't really do anything. Like I actually would have really rather preferred it if he came back there and Fergie turned and he just shot him right in the fucking top of his big fat fucking Peter Bustleweight head. Like, cause I'm like, dude, if he just walked right there and just won and done and just dropped him, but it was this weird, like he shot. And even then he shoots at Fergie like three or four times, but he only shoots him like twice. I was like, dude, you're at point blank range for God's sake. Like, right. like how are you all missing each other? Like seven times. Like what the fuck, man? Even I shoot better than this. I don't even know a gun. <laughs> Right, I I do, yeah. I, I think I would prefer something that was a little less, a little low key, a little more low key. Like I would have preferred, you know, he go kill this goon, walks into a room, Fergie's sitting there, Fergie accepts his fate, um, because Fergie is not the muscle. Like Fergie is not like sure he can defend himself for sure, but he's this old frail guy who calls the shots and has the muscle do the shit for him, right? So to have him walk out and get into this firefight, I think it kind of goes against what Fergie is as a character. Right. And I would, I mean, honestly, I'm even fine with, you know, Doug comes back there, he raises up and there's Fergie already waiting because, hey, I just heard you shoot my muscle. Here I am waiting with a gun. Right. He fucking plugs Doug, but Doug fucking pops him back and then kills him. I'm like, cool. I'm cool with that. Like, let Doug take a little damage. That motherfucker never even gets shot like once in this movie. Yeah, I would have liked I was like, something. Damn, dude. Yeah, would have liked something for sure. Right, 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 right. Fuck you, dude. I still like this movie. All right. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fergie goes down and Doug says, Fergie. Remember who clipped your nuts for you? Pulls the trigger on his nads. Oh. Damn. Claire talks on the phone to Doug, but she's being monitored by the FBI. This is the heat scene we were talking about earlier. Oh, yeah. For oh, sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, but Doug sees it through the window. I So that's, that's, a, that's a little twist on it, right? Because like, I don't think Val Kilmer's character knew that Ashley Judd's character was being monitored, right? Right, right, right. Exactly. And like, that's the thing is that Doug just kind of expects it. So when she's on the phone and it kind of pans back or John Hamm like walks into angle, I was like, oh, you bitch. Yeah. And then it cut, it cuts to Ben Affleck on the phone staring at something. I'm like, oh, motherfucker. I was like, dude, yeah. like, yeah. He, like, I know that you know that we know that she does like the kind of <laughs> thing. Like, I was like, oh, that's fucking badass, dude. I, I did love that. I was like, it's like a double, like, it's like a double reveal. It, it was fucking really cool. I was like, oh, God damn it. Oh, God damn it, yeah. dude. <laughs> it's definitely a good twist on the, on the hate script, right? Because like, with like hate, there's no doubt about it. Hate definitely is an influence on this movie. Like he was fucking watching it in the scene earlier. Like it definitely is. So I love the fact that they didn't outright steal the scene. I love that they didn't outright like take it, but I, like they they added to it because they've shown us that this guy, the like Doug, he wants to believe that Claire isn't this person who's just gonna rat him out. Like you know what I mean? Like this whole sequence that he's talking about her, like talking to sorry, talking to her about, he's hoping that she's like, you know, because he keeps confirming, he's like, you want me to come in there? I'll get caught. Uh, is that what you want? And like, he's just hoping that he doesn't, that she doesn't. So it must be just a massive relief because he smiles because before they hung up, hang up, she clues him on it. And she says that, uh, you know, it'll just be like one of her sunny days. And like, you can just see the, the relief in, in Doug's face. I love that. I love that moment. 
No, yeah, that's good. Uh, it's a nice little, it's a nice little throwback for sure. Uh, Frawley wants all of the stations covered, despite Doug saying that he's on the way. Because Frawley is efficient as shit, man. Like, let's not forget. Like, he might make questionable choices. Like, you know, like the fucking I'll exist. I'll, I'll exist. Ah, asphyxiate that guard for you to get the death penalty. But I will. I am efficient as shit. I'll close that bridge. I'll get these units over there, get these units over there. Um, I'll I'll make sure that I'm on your ass. So, I love it. Uh, Frawley waits for Doug, but he doesn't show. He catches on to the tip. My sunny days. You know, Claire, we are a national organization. Gets everyone to wrap it up because he's not going to show. I love the fucking lawyer. Best possible outcome, you know? Like, wow. Yeah, well... What is with this thing? We're a national. He's like, so if you, tr- what it basically saying, if you try to run anywhere, we know where to find you. Right. Or- yeah. Because it's not like he's not a local cop, right? <laughs> like if it was a local cop, then he can just like skip town and just go to fucking right. another state. Whereas like national organization, you're in Boston right now. If you go as far as fucking California, we can catch you still. But yeah, back at his car, for all he finds a note lodged between beneath his antenna. Go fuck yourself. I love how that comes back around, dude. Awesome. That up. Uh- Honestly, I I like laughed out loud. I was like, "That is so fucking juvenile." Like, yeah. <laughs> I thought it'd be something. I I thought it'd be something he'd say. You know, like I'm off to find my sunny day or something. You know, something that would be like, "Fuck you, I'm out of this town, eat shit." And it is that. Don't get me wrong, but I thought it'd be, you know, something a little bit more. You know, I've grown up, I've matured. No. Nope. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I was well, like, oh, that's so fantastic. As it stands now, Frawley has zero evidence to 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 Claire to say that Claire tipped him off. Like he can't say right. like he can't say that, oh, Sunny Day was the was the word. Like, you know what I mean? But if he put Sunny Day on the note, then that'll that's something that they can use, right? So glad they didn't use that. But go fuck yourself is kind of like the whole you know, I'll be the one to go tell you to fuck yourself, I guess. So, but also the 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 antenna. I love that that little thing coming back. Awesome. Right, right, right. Claire finds a stack of cash in the garden. Adorable. Uh, among the cash is a note from Doug saying that he's long gone. It's not the way he planned it, but for the first time in his life, he's leaving this city. Uh, she finds a tangerine, which is a hint that he's probably going to Tangerine, Florida, like he mentioned before. She uses the money to rebuild the hockey rink. No matter how much you change, you still got to pay the price for things you've done. So I've got a long road, but I know I'll see you again, this side or the other. And that's the town, baby. Nice. Fucking awesome, dude. Awesome. I love it. I love this movie. I, I do. I uh, One of the one of the best um, recent sort of heist movies that are out there, right? Like definitely not up there with Heat. Uh, have you seen Public Enemies, by the way? Uh, a little bit of it. What do you think? Because that's Michael Mann as well. Honestly, I don't remember enough to like have a good solid opinion. I, I, uh, what I saw though didn't like. Ugh, you know, it's like okay, I'll check that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't really have that many comments for this, right? So Ben Prue on the after party. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure whether he's like or, like what he's kidding about. He's like mostly forgettable. Couldn't understand the dialogue due to their wicked bad accents. <laughs> he's not wrong. He's not wrong. You know, like we did. I because I watch every movie with subtitles, just standard. I do. So that's something that I do. But uh, yeah, the fact that you had to use your subtitles, damn, damn. 
Um, <laughs> just leaving you. I just wanted to leave you dry for a second. Just like, damn. Yeah. Damn. Well, I'm fucking swimming up here, dude. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> leave I, me in a drought. Uh, I've hit that old man age where I fucking put like subtitles on, but every once in a while, like I'm like, all right, turn this shit off. Like this is kind of annoying. I keep looking at the bottom of the screen. I'm like, I want to just be like engulfed, you know? Yeah, I get you. I get you. But I don't know. Like I, I think I've just done it from such a young age where I just like I'm used to it by now. So I don't know. Right, right. Um. All right, man. Final thoughts before we head out of here. Um. I like this movie. Uh. Pretty well. I would say I like it a lot. Um. I I might grab it if I see it on like a five dollar bin or something. Um, it's pretty good. I think it's got, I think it's got some flaws, but I think that it, I think that those flaws can be decently overlooked for the most part because the movies that this is trying to emulate are very big shoes to fill, and the fact that it's also directed and starring a guy who's not notorious for being in heist crime shootout movies. Um, that you know, it speaks to a testament, and they 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 did a they did a great job. Um, I wish there was a little bit more heisty. Um, I wish the the I, Blake Lively was like recast with somebody who's a you know not thirteen years younger than Ben Affleck, um, but also somebody who's just a better actress. I just don't I, I don't know. I, th- I think she's okay. Um, I don't think we'll be talking about Blake Lively in ten years, honestly. Um, but you know, somebody, somebody like Charlize, Charlize Theron is like my go-to for like a lot of shit. I just think she's awesome and, and, and pretty much everything that she does. Um, but even someone like, you know, fucking like Nicole Kidman or somebody, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like I wouldn't even mind somebody, you know, somebody just a little bit closer in age and a better actress. Um, but that being said, I, I'd probably give it like a seven or a seven and a half out of 10 just because of Blake Lively. I think that I need a little bit more heist, a little bit less like romance and stuff. Also, Jeremy Renner, I don't see how he got nominated for an Oscar. I was like, man, I don't know about that. I was like, I think that's pushing it. Um, like, I get it. You got to have people in there to have some kind of competition. But like, I don't think that's Oscar worthy by a long shot. Um, I think he does a pretty good job, but there's still a lot of stuff with him just kind of being this like unhinged guy that I wish we could. I, I wish they dived into his prison time a little bit more so we could kind of see or even if they said, you know, hey, he didn't used to be like this. Like, um, like, why? Like, like what happened to him? He's like, yeah, I went away and people were trying to like rape me and I fucking turned into this like violent guy. Like, that's cool. You know, that's I mean, it's not cool, but it makes for good storytelling, you know. Um, So I'm going to say, honestly, like a seven out of ten. It is a good movie, though. Um, I don't think it was as good as it was hyped up for me, you know, by people. But it's still it's still a damn good movie, though. I say seven, seven and a half out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. Look, man, I it's it's weird. I I'm putting this up there like this is a nine for me um oh yeah just because like going from i think having benefited it benefits a lot from having me watch the wire already um just because like i said man the wire does that fantastic thing where it's just like this city this place that you grew up the the environment and people who raise you uh the people who influence you your friends your family all of that all of that feeds into who you are and who you become um and no matter how hard you try in the wire no matter how hard you try it's just always going to end tragically um you know sometimes you you can find that little one percent of people that get out 
uh, which is fantastic, which is great, but it's also like this cyclical nature of the cry of crime, of growing up in crime, of growing up in poverty, um, and growing up with like this like like minded people who are just set on breaking the rules and running from the police, and people who just are so used to this life of crime where it just gets passed on to the children. Um, so I think watching it from that angle this time around, um, I definitely loved it a lot, lot more. Um, you know, because if it didn't have that element of it, it would probably be a seven. But I I love exactly where it is right now, to be honest. Um, there's not that much I would change about this movie. Uh, maybe I think Blake Ly- I think I do agree with you about Blake Lively's character. Um, I think she could be bolstered up a little bit more. Uh, maybe pull back the fucking ham- hamminess of it, of the performance, Blake, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, man, I think this is really, really awesome. Like, I think it's one of the best heist movies we've had very recently, um, a post-heat, I guess. Um, you know, it, it's great. It's got a great cast. I think Jeremy Renner, I think you're giving him too much shit. I, I think he is awesome, dude. Maybe not award-worthy. Really? Yeah, maybe not award-worthy. Maybe not award worthy. That's like that, that's all I'm saying. Like yeah. he does a decent job, but it's like, dude, this is not Oscar nom right. worthy. Come on, it's because his character doesn't have that much depth to him. Like he's a hard ass. He's this guy who's grown up uh, opposite Ben Affleck and has kind of gone on the opposite end of the spectrum. Right? Like he's not someone who has any inkling to get the fuck out of this life. Like he's he doesn't want to leave Charlestown. Like you know, he's one of those people who. Born here, grew up here, will die here. And that's exactly what he did. So I, I don't know. I think I think Jeremy Renner does the best with what he's given, but in the scheme of things, it's not that much. But yeah, like like when he does turn on the performance, he's fantastic. Like especially especially the sequence where like, you know, they fucking sledgehammer those guys. Like I fucking love that shit. So yeah, man. It's a great movie. Uh it's Super memorable to me. Uh, I I revisit this movie quite. Oh well, not not for a while actually, but you know when it did come out, I did revisit quite regularly. Um, I think Rebecca Hall is fantastic. I think John Hamm is fantastic. Um, ben Affleck, fucking awesome dude. This might probably this probably might be my favorite role of his, probably. Um, but yeah, fantastic movie. I'm really glad to have talked about it, dude. Really glad to have covered it. So thank you so much for watching this with me. This one with me. Can't talk today. <laughs> no, hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. Um, awesome. You want me to plug socials real quick? Yeah, hit us. Well, guys, if you want to check us out, you can find us on Facebook at Midnight Double Feature on Instagram at Midnight Double Feature on Twitter at MDF Pod. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. You can also find our group that's connected with Facebook called The After Party. That's three words. Uh, everybody's invited. Get in there and talk about news, stuff you're excited for. Send us your dick pics, your memes, all that funny stuff. <clears throat> and please stop by, rate, review us on iTunes. Um, that helps us out tremendously here uh, with, with getting our show, you know, kind of spread out to a wider audience and uh and if you ever have um any questions comments concerns you know whatnot you can email us over midnight double feature at gmail.com uh, and we'd love to hear any suggestions as well if you guys have any ideas for something you think we'd be good at covering uh zoheb tell these people good night good night guys or good day or wherever you're listening this uh listening to this or whenever uh really fun to have covered this one thank you so much for joining us this one's been awesome Likewise, you guys take it easy and we'll see you next time. <music>